1991, Caballero Pools and Spas has been dedicated to creating an outdoor living space that will provide endless hours of fun and entertainment for your entire family. They specialize in offering excellent service and delivering top quality craftsmanship at a reasonable price. They will transform your yard into something unique and distinctive, a customized masterpiece that reflects your individual preferences. Their experience will ensure that your new backyard is something you will be proud of for years to come. Whether it's a minor project or a large master plan, Caballero Pools and Spas will help you get there. Check them out at cabpools.com or reach them at mark at cabpools.com or call 714-309-2890. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Neon Wave. Neon Wave is an internationally local shop, a concierge to the modern nomad. They bring together carefully chosen surf, fashion, art, and snowboarding gear with a curatorial eye that's drawn to the best of the best, technicality, creativity, and sustainability. Their team is born from nature, raised by the wave, and nurtured by the culture they support. This is Neon Wave. We look forward to moving forward. Check them out at thisisneonwave.com. Earth Pack, customized eco-friendly retail and e-com packaging since 1989. In a time of increasing environmental awareness, Earth Pack is an advanced supplier of affordable recycled packaging for businesses of all sizes. EarthPack provides custom products and services and continues promoting sustainability while fulfilling the individual packaging needs of eco-friendly retailers nationwide. Check them out at earthpack.com. Friends and family, brothers and sisters, welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. This is a this is a lengthy one, you guys. Legendary. Our guest this week is a Floridian and former top sixteen WCT surfer. <whistles> Growing up on the Gulf Coast, him and his younger brother stormed the surf scene at an early age and never turned back. A weekend warrior, spending his uh, long hours in the car, going across state to surf every weekend. Sometimes with Paul Harvey. Whoa. <laughs> And Mike Riola. And Mike Riola? Yeah. Is he from They're Florida? both local within 10 minutes of my house. Grew up together. Wow. Yeah. Did not know that. Spending his teenage summers in Cali. With Jeff Deffenbaugh, Barry H- Deffenbaugh. HB. <laughs> and then he... Did you ride for the surf too? I, I, I think I just stole wax from the surf. <laughs> but then he befriended the San Clemente crew and, and made his way down south. And I don't blame you because the waves were way better down there. We found lowers. <laughs> Yes, we did. Oh, this is it. But he's deadly in a jersey. He's hard charging and heavy surf, and he has a progressive approach that awarded him as a standout on tour and in the surf movies. Having injuries forced him off tour. We'll talk about blowouts. And now he dove his he dove into his passions to become a shaper, a surf coach, a mentor and a pay-it-forward pay approach to the next generation to help spread, spread the stoke of surfing. We welcome this father, fisherman, shaper, and activist of common sense and doing good in this world, Mr. Shea Bird Lopez. Yeah! Yeah, bro. Nice to see you, this, this I know. This is pretty cool. This yeah. is pretty awesome. We a were, magazine article written about me. We were, yeah. yeah. We were groms. This guy and his brother came into Huntington, and, I mean, probably... 
13? Oh, no. So first it was with uh, Seal Beach and Ryan Simmons. We yep. stayed there and we would get rides down. We even rode our bikes down from Seal Beach and would hang out on Northside. Yeah. Ride we, your bikes from Seal yeah, to Huntington. Yeah. But Seal Beach was your first little base camp. With Ryan. Nice. And yeah. then I was with the Deaf and Boss yeah. the next summer. Yep, and you stayed at Jim, or you keep then, your stuff at Jim's house. Yep, and just go back can, and can forth. Can we start, though? How, your dad surfs. That's how you got into surfing. Yes. Okay, so yeah, we're going to loop back. For, yeah. yeah, we're just... Yeah, bring, no, so, bring. so surfing was something... I'm second-generation surfer since diapers. On the beach, Florida, warm summers, longboards. My dad, when in the summer came out, him and all his buddies got longboards and been surfing longboard waves in Florida since they were in high school. And they traveled the world in the, in the summer dream, like a bunch of, you know, just, they caught the, yeah, they caught the vibe and they followed the waves of Puerto Rico, Hawaii, all over the place until they came back and they all got jobs and kids. And I was the first reason for my dad to start mowing lawns and cut his hair. And he started a landscaping. That's what he still does. That's what my younger brother, Maddie, is taking over for him right now. Wow. Is, yeah. I didn't know there was a third brother. It- yeah. It's crazy how kids make us kind of become a little more responsible. Yeah, <laughs> that for my dad, did that for me. Have you seen Corey lately? Yeah. <laughs> Is that the same kid that ran around the streets in Huntington, you remember? Yeah. I do. Yeah. I remember that kid. So, so longboarding, and what city did you guys grow up in? What beach town? It's um, Indian Rocks Beach, which is just Indian- outside of Clearwater Beach in Tampa Bay. Tampa Buccaneers. And were the, were the waves any good, or were they... Once. Once. <laughs> once that one day, I remember from my childhood, that was good. When the hurricanes <clears> come <throat> and everybody's packing up their house and heading to Highland, not that there is Highland yeah. there, but inland, these guys are charging. They're batting the down their hatches, these guys <laughs> rush yeah. out to the... And then the, the raddest thing about my beach town was up until 1985, I was only 11, we had the longest fishing pier in Florida, and then Hurricane Aleda in 85 knocked it down. I think that's probably when we lost the pier too, 85, 86 maybe. We had yeah. we had the pier. It wasn't the longest. It was just... So you guys are on the Gulf side? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and that's like even more terrible. No, than no, the, no, no. It, it, the Lake it Michigan gets more waves than the Gulf. Yeah. Mexico. <laughs> I'm not yeah. even kidding. It's no. It's, I'm it's sure a, you're it's telling the truth. It's a lake. Yeah. You're, you're going to just lapping until we get a hurricane that makes its way up through all of the... And, and usually they go right past us so fast and hit Louisiana and stuff in Orleans that we don't get much of a swell. And the only time we really get any waves is in the winter when we get those brutal north swells. And the wind's like 35 miles per hour northwest, and the wind chills like 10. You I don't want to jump there. too far. Well, it's like 30 When it's bringing degrees. those storms, yeah. Yeah, it's the, the three coldest days of the year we get waves. I don't want to <laughs> jump too fast forward, but that one wave that's like... Oh, the Nehigh Gulf Coast? Yeah. yeah. So that was a hurricane right like on top of us, and it was, you know, day four was you shoulder that high. Footage, that day right? was waist high. You've seen that footage, though? Yeah. Yeah, those little barrels. It's like perfect... Yeah, yeah. it's like... Mini Namibia. <laughs> kind of is, yeah. yeah. Right? So that was one of the top five days we ever had there. <laughs> Were you guys getting all the guys coming from? Like, oh, from the expo, you... everyone's coming over. We're like, hey, you guys should come surf some. We were the original novelty waves. That's all we get. Yeah. Every wave we have is a novelty wave. Yeah. Yeah. So, so wild. That's why I made these guys Florida so How does Florida produce frothy. so many freaking world-class surfers? Well, it's warm and inviting, and, and there's bugs on the beach, and it's hot, and all we do is something in the water. Like, my yeah. cutback is because I can slalom ski. You know, like, that's why Corey and I can go so fast and surf on rail. Behind the slalom boat, skiing. Trying to go 50 miles per hour on a boat and not hit pilings. <laughs> huh. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Watch all these surf coaches are going to start implementing oh, salt and ski. Oh, you want to do a good cutback, man, on ski. Yeah. yeah and, then, like, and that's why also that's we can ride 17 and a half inch wide boards. Yeah. Just lay them on rail. So you started on a longboard. Yeah. And do you remember like when you graduated to a shortboard, your own board? Well, I remember I took one of my dad's boards and my best friend Tony took one of his dad's boards and we... They're older ones, and they started having delamination, and we ripped the fiberglass off both of them and shaped them down, and then used his dad's boat boat resin and fiberglass to fix the mess and sand the mess, and that was our first shortboards. Nice. Yeah, they were like seven. You kind of reshaped your own first surfboard. Yeah, we took them from nine to seven. <laughs> nine footer to seven footer. Yeah, I mean, they were yeah. single. We fit. figured like we were like two feet shorter than our dads, and we needed to go down, and it would help us be able to surf like them. Yeah. Yeah. Single fins or fins. we just did the front ends. We didn't do the, the old boards. Yeah. <laughs> so, what was like that progression? How did how did you guys keep getting better when you didn't really have waves or good boards? <laughs> well, you know, it was an era that it wasn't. You know, all the we weren't. Sucked. Yeah, all everything sucked. We were just trying to ride waves. That was it. And, and and even skateboarding was just in its infancy. And we were just starting to see Rodney Mullen doing spins and tricks. And he's from Florida, right? Yeah. yeah. So with some of the surf contests, we'd go watch, you know, Rodney Mullen would put on a little display and do all yeah. the stuff. And, you know, and then Tony Hawk was just coming in with all of that. And so we skated too, as well as play behind the boats. And so we started doing all the moves that we could skateboard and do behind the boats in the water. And a big part of that was talking to one of my dad's friends, Juan Rodriguez. And he made us our first boards that were five feet long. Mm. And then we got a couple five foot boards and then we could do what we were doing skateboarding and behind the boat on hydro slides on our knees and doing weird things. Yeah. Just being creative, being yeah. kids, going fast. Yeah. Yeah. How, how do we Fo- do fast foc- today? Yeah. Focusing on like one technical move and then trying to like three to the beach. Yeah. yeah. Go no, fast, never, blow it up. Yeah. I never tried that until I had a heat and, and they told me, here's what the criteria is today. And I went out and did that. And then the rest of the time I... Went out and grabbed my board and tried to go as high as I could. <laughs> Just like I did skateboarding. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go. And we had, we had six-foot quarter pipes in our driveway. And we had six kids at our house every day skateboarding, going out in the boat, fishing when we got hungry. Because there was never food in the house. Too many boys. <laughs> did you guys have a boat growing up, you said? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. most everybody. We right? lived on the water in the, in the river. So we were like a few blocks from the beach. Had the dock for fishing and the boat in our backyard. And yeah, just that's, sounds that's, fun. That's Huckleberry Finn living right there. It's Gulf Coast is like you ever see the movie, like the show Outer Banks, and like it's another version of that, like the haves and have-nots, and yeah. the whole little like we were the fishermen crew down on the beaches, and everyone and everyone had a boat to go before they had the driver's license to go from friend's house to friend's house by boat, and it's all backwaters. And yeah, it's cool, but there's yeah. no waves. It's like the mentalized with no waves. Uh. Imagine the mentalized like. This is like the backwaters of my house, but there's perfect barrels around every island. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Florida is so inviting. It's got, yeah, the weather, the culture, and, you know, it's, I mean, besides the bugs, it's, it's in no way. It's bugs rad. keep the soft people away. <laughs> they like white meat. Yeah. That's so weird that there's no waves, you yeah. know? Yeah. Well, it's such a... It's, yeah. You have that huge Atlantic Ocean. Everything's switched in the wrong way. It's all going towards Europe and yeah. Africa. Yeah. It's all where the earth moves. You guys are in a good spot here. You get a lot moving towards you. And that we got a deep shelf, you know? Pacific like, yeah. Ocean's deeper, a lot yeah. deeper in the whole Atlantic Ocean. Plus, you have no continental shelf. Plus, everything is rotating towards you guys. Yeah. Who, who, uh, in every who direction. are the people that you were looking up to? I, the first influences were at the end of the street. We'd surf a place, you know, I don't forget what the street was called, but now there's 
it was just up the street in Indian Rocks, and it was right where Steve Kepler and Paul Harvey would always surf, and they were older than us. Nice. And, and they were the two best surfers, both goofy footers, both big guys, and both just like everyone back in the day had a big frontside hat cutback that we all tried to emulate. And yeah. So that was like... Look so our way Paul Harvey getting mentioned. Yeah. 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 He's powerful, good surfer. And we, there was big a bunch boy. of good surfers. And our waves, when they break, they're wind dumpy, powerful waves. So you can still do big turns. Yeah. One, quick one. <laughs> but there's a lot of energy in the small, yeah. you know, the small area. That is such a trip. Like, well, it made you super appreciative of like all of, you know, anything you do get. No, glassy right? waves. I would look at, like, I remember what's the old, old surf magazine, Breaker or Breakout? Breakout. Breakout. Yeah, and there was yeah. that, like, pictures of Huntington Pier and stuff. So for me, like, a glassy wave in Huntington Pier looking down on it, it was just, like, the coolest visual. Like, it's, a, it's crazy, huh? Like, looking at glassy. spots on, in the mags and then actually going there. Yeah. Like, because when we were, you know, Groms, I mean, that's all you did is stare at mags. I yeah. mean, we, until they and sadly so we went got away. Performers won. Yeah. And we got Pump and In the Wind. And then Corey and I blazing watched those. Blazing Saddles. Or Blazing Saddles. Blazing, blazing Saddles. Blazing <laughs> boards. So yeah, first it was us, that whole Chris Bystrom movie collection. Yeah. We used to watch Beyond those. Blazing Boards. At Jim All's house and oh then go right gosh. out and try and surf like CC or Bobby Lockhart. <laughs> yeah. So for me, like going to Huntington was the first time I got influenced by like being in the water, not just seeing the guy here and there, but every day going out and seeing Bobby out the back with his big like MR swoops. Bobby the Lockhart. Yeah, this is amazing. Like, still, like, that's where I got my front side, like, sweet carb. Like, don't say that, dude. He's gonna he listens know, to this show. So, 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 the same time, so the CC and CCs where I, where I got to watch someone that surfed like Aki in person. Yeah. And Corey got to see someone. Aki was our number one hero. Yeah. Like, there was nobody else. Like, so Corey wanted to surf like Aki, like beyond anyone else. And I just thought Aki was the coolest guy. And I. Wish he did airs, and, and like I wanted to do airs before Corey. Yeah, like I was way more into. He, airs he did Corey. do that air in um, Beyond yeah. Blazing Boards. Remember? Yeah, yeah, no. So, so yeah. yeah, and then we thought he was an aerial surfer too. So that was like, not only when we first were exposed to Aki, and you only see like five waves, and we're like, this guy does the sickest airs ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it's all slow mo and yeah, just yeah, killer, and it's still like, one of the tail is facing the beach. You're just like, and then he gets up and he does that. Hey, it's the full like, power air. And yeah. still to this day, like you don't see that. That no. doesn't fade away either. It still no. holds its weight and test of time. And you'd be like, that gets done in a heat today. It's still a nine. Right. What? Um, I love it. When? Power. When did you start surfing contests? Early. <laughs> Way early, but it was a pretty. It was pretty cool because I'd done some skate contests and I'd competed at every sport, from BMX to football to basketball wow. to every you know every opportunity I did, I was just constant. And it was all like... Corey, the, too, was... No, no, he was exactly he opposite of me. <laughs> he did one thing? No, 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 he, he, he did nothing if, he, if it was his choice. And, and he even quit surfing to be a speed skater for a while and dyed his hair black. And, <laughs> and pretty much anything the opposite of what Shay was good at and doing. And then he would just, just go out and just like, well, I, I'd be better than you anyways. Just like surfing, like... I don't do airs, I just surf like Aki. Shay does airs, they're gay. <laughs> that is so good and that's what brotherly love is supposed yeah, to be yeah. like pushing each other yeah. just pushing the right buttons all the time all like, the time you know so you, you competed in skate contests too yeah man. what do you what do you remember what kind of skateboard you had oh Vision Gator yes Hawk, just yeah, I remember the Vision Gator was like my first one I, you know, and, and then even like 
Were you no, doing like freestyle stuff? No, 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 yeah, going down and we had Agent Orange playing. You picked your song and you went out and they had a whole... Do some slappies know, somewhere. A couple them. launch ramps, a couple boxes, a couple of this. And you went out and did your routine and came out and they scored you. And Okay, I suck. Okay, I better go back to water. I'm not a skater. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are really gnarly. They just skate and that's all they do. Yeah. And yeah, so, so from there... I did a couple, and we were over, and we would spend our, every vacation we'd spend on the East Coast, we had a friend with a condo at Cocoa Beach, and it was during the Dr. Pepper Easter Festival, 1984, so I'm 10 years old. And that was a regional event, or pro, like, they no, bring no, it's a pro-am, this is a big deal. Yeah, I this, remember, this they, is they, bikini they, contest, it's, it's OP pro level. It's been brought it's up a couple OP times. pro level, and Kelly Slater is in the boys, and I'm in the mini hands, and it's the first big, and the waves are... It's never been this good, never will be this good at Cocoa Beach again. Four to six and glassy. Look like Huntington. Up. Look like Huntington. Easter's just groundswell. And um, I watch Kelly just dominate everyone in the 1200 win boys. And I win the mini hands and just like, when the waves were good, I could surf really good because I traveled a lot. Just getting, and that's why I was like the wave magnet. And I knew and I competed very well. So I won my first contest. How many, kids, first, how many, how many kids in your division oh there was a lot because this, this contest was huge like yeah, brought everybody like from four all rounds for you. The, yeah and then you had to serve four I mean, uh, yeah, and then, then got to the final and like there was like two guys that were like heavily favored and i went out and got these long ways all the beach like you know what i do in a heat and <laughs> <laughs> so we talk about guys that have that magnetism in Jay, the water it's, yeah <laughs> d-ball and, well because i competed against those guys a lot growing up and d-ball and shay lopez were guaranteed on the best wave Every single heat. Every single heat. And they don't fall, and they rip the shit out of them. You're like, okay, they got cool. these. Well, Shay's got the longest arms. He can catch any fucking wind. Just a bulldog. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Just a bulldog. Yeah. And Jeff, we were best friends, too. We traveled on tour and stayed at his house. So. Jeff, Jeff would be like... Dial quick, along. Quick. Yeah, quick, but he'd be, he'd be like... He'd have two solid scores in the first five minutes, and everybody else is just kind of like... In a, in a place on the beach where no other waves were coming in. Yeah. Three guys paddle over here. D-Bog goes over there, catches two bombs. They go over there. He comes over here, catches two bombs. <laughs> and he comes in. He's like... Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. Is that what you did too? Yeah, yeah. We, had, we did the same routine. Yeah. We were really good. So had you <laughs> seen Slater before that I just contest? heard about him. And then maybe, you know, like down the beach or something. And um, so even bigger than him winning the 12s. And what was really the, the coolest thing about the event is... They used to have a pro-am too where everyone could enter and kelly was in the pro-am and he won the pro-am at 12. wow and i was like surfing guys. against men surfing against charlie coon richie rudolph matt keckley you know all of those guys that you know that were just in the ways were pumping and he was just doing his smooth carving knock knee thing all the way through the flat spots nailing it under the never pier. hopping never missing never a, hopping a, never ever. hitting a little key like <laughs> ever dude he was the best surfer ever still is to this day at 12 years old you can't touch the 12 year old Kelly yeah yeah perfection that it was nailed the first time you saw him like surf well yeah and that yeah. It was just and so that left the imprint of I gotta get really good and I wanna do this <laughs> and I think I can do this yeah this is me <laughs> yeah yeah, I mean, when Kelly showed up to do like the Caton at like thirteen or fourteen, yeah. and it was like pumping one year on Northside, it was like, who's this kid? Like I was scared to go out, the, you know, like yeah. days on like, oh, it's freaking big, and he's out there just same that. thing, all like just whiz perfect, whiz kick from start to finish, never overdoing anything, never getting out of control, just flawless. But he would show at up. Twelve and, years old, yeah. he had flawless. man style. And I remember, so another thing, like first impressions is, 
that same year in 84, I went out to Hawaii that winter. So it was like my first contest was probably like that Easter contest. And then that winter when Joey Brand won the Pipe Masters. Wow. I was out there with my dad visiting his friends that still lived out there when he went out there. And we, and um, So you got quickly like immersed in... Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so know. at that same time, it was the 1984 U.S. Championships at Makaha. And I met Maddie Lou surfing Haleiwa, and Maddie Lou talked me and my dad into taking him to Makaha to watch Kelly Slater because he'd heard so. And Maddie Lou goes, <laughs> and he's 12 years old, and, he's like, and then and he talks to us, and we got to go. And he's been looking forward to seeing Kelly Slater, and we know Kelly Slater. And that was the first time Maddie Lou got to see Kelly Slater as we took him over to the Isn't west that side. Wild, how um, like just hearsay, like you know, before yeah. social media, before yeah. phones, before yeah. I mean, not phones, but like yeah. you know, communicating was yeah. you pin pal and maybe your parents let you call like a long distance call every yeah. once in a while. Everything uh, maybe else, we call our parents once a week. Yeah, in the like there's country, <laughs> like no communication whatsoever. But you know, shit spread like wildfire. Wildfire. When, yeah. well, like I'm sure it's it's funny how word travels no matter what, right? <laughs> word, word travels when. There's yeah. a phenom person or any other person that's ripping. Yeah. You kind of, the coconut wireless or whatever you want to call it, you know, it gets it gets known about. Kelly uh, had a lot of people talking. Yeah. The buzz he carried with him, you know, whether we were in France and, and he was trying to dodge 100 girls running yeah. after him down the streets of Black Canal. Yeah. Everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So so that contest, you you won the Menahuni, yeah. he won the Pro-Am. And the boys, and, and then <clears throat> I just the super I was chasing and, them ever since. So yeah. when, uh, so after that contest, you were like full-fledged surfing? Well, I just started doing the ESA Central Florida okay. and the Menahunes, and he was in the boys, and we never surfed against each other because we were in different divisions, and it was before the time of everyone surfing all these divisions and nonsense. Yeah. And we just surfed against, if I was this age, the I age surfed you. against the guys my age. Yeah. yeah. That was it. Yeah, because I missed like competing against Rob and he's only a year and a half older than me and like it just depends on where your birthdays fell or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean we compete so I never competed more. against Rob and Kelly too yeah. yeah so what uh who was your first sponsor um Bob Hurley with Billabong and yeah. you're kidding me yeah that was it that was your first sponsor yeah me and, and Corey how- at Suncoast Surf Shop because I worked at Suncoast Surf Shop at doing age? inventory at like Six. <laughs> Seriously, getting three dollars an hour. I was doing inventory. It's either pick weeds and, and, and bag leaves with um, my dad, yeah. or go do inventory at the surf shop for his buddy Joe Nuzo. And it was all pinned, and every billabong item, every item went in. I had to write the thing and down in a in a you know a legal pad. Yeah. yeah. So it was a surf shop, surf shop and you took inventory yeah. did you have to restock or oh yeah no I was, every box that came in they, I couldn't work the register or anything there was like one kid working the register and every box that came in little Shay would be in the back unloading and writing down and taking inventory and putting on the in racks and that yeah. was my yeah how to not sweat my ass off with my dad how paid the same. was that <laughs> shop pretty busy oh yeah that was our that was our shop yeah, yeah. Suncoast Surf Shop it's and, still and, around and we talk still around yeah Joe Nuzo's a legend on the west coast we talk about that surf shop culture growing up and you know you you came over to Huntington and you know saw all the shops along the street but you know that experience of like hanging out with the guys who seem like men but they're only a few years older 18 or whatever and you thought they had the best life like I want to work here I want to be like them they party they got the chicks coming in they just chill watch surf movies all day so how did Billabong uh how'd you get Billabong 
just the rep coming in and my dad, you know, like wrote out a little thing and sent some pictures of us surfing and Joe put in a good word and the rep and next thing you know, we got a package that looks like Aki's gear that he wears in the magazines and we're it's, on the same team as Aki. And yeah. real decals. How, yeah. how, um, what, how old were you? I think I was 12 and Corey was nine. Yeah. Right after that was that same year, like 85. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you, you guys got, were got a big box of Billabong. Yeah, was it the the bad Billy stuff? Yeah, 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 yeah. Corduroy jacket. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. The multicolored yeah, neon. No, it fit me and Corey's all styled to the T back then. Dude. Kids and, yeah, because yeah. there were Bill. I only remember yeah Billabong. Billabong. The first yeah. time I saw you guys in Huntington was like you guys were already Billabonged up. Yeah, no, because then we come out here and then that's how we we got you know met up with the Hurleys and Jim All and more with all the Billabong riders and. And doing all that. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. What a trip. And they, they didn't have wetsuits then. Uh, not at the not beginning. beginning yeah. But then they came on, you know, about when, when we started coming out here more. And yeah. The one Yeah, pretty quick. Because I remember some of those movies, like Mungaberry, they all had Billabong suits yeah, pretty quick. Bunyip, but it was Pete. Bunyip Dreaming, there was Bunyip, Billabong suits yeah. coming along. What, what, what suits were you wearing? Just anything <clears throat> to get your hands on? You didn't yeah, need them at home. I had O'Neill wetsuits. O'Neill. Yeah. yeah. And then I left O'Neill and started riding Billabong wetsuits. So what... um. And I was on Stylize and then with Arnett. Stylize. Arnett. You were Arnett for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Stylize was, uh, I think, didn't Sean Thompson start that? Yeah, it was definitely yeah. South African yeah. with all those guys. Um, so you surfed ESAs, yeah. Central, yeah. and then when did you start coming out? So 1990 NSSA Nationals was probably the first year I competed out here. and Was that the Oceanside? I, no, I, I don't know. No, I that was USA Championships USA. at Oceanside we had. Because I got second to Sean Sutton that year. Yeah, I got fourth or fifth. <laughs> Always. I would have Sean gone in that final. Yeah. We got two, like, well, five times so in the final. Th that one I just remember, we were all talking on how... Are you in the same final? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like, how if you make it to the final, at least quarters, it was going to be televised. But not really. They put they prepackaged it. I think I don't know if there's footage somewhere. I think I got like half a wave, like a turn or two, yeah. and you had a few waves. And but they, you know, they I was getting left into there and just working all the way in. Where all of a sudden these misto rights and Sean's in the barrel coming out, huge turn in the closeout. And <laughs> he was he, kind he of was gnarlier than me and Deffenbaugh getting the right wave. He, he was another one, Sean yeah. Sutton. Yeah, Sutton. and he was kind of built like he matured. Like yeah, he, was he was a bigger, bigger dude yeah. than a lot. Was like I kind of remember him. He's like ginger. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Freckles. Yeah. 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 But he was, yeah, good, you know. And it's funny because those guys that did well at 12, 14, 16, they just went on. CT. No, they all went on to do the CT. And made, oh. You know, they just, These they, guys made, that they, young, they They made it, they found a way onto the CT. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So you first came out in, what? 1990. So that was NSA Nationals. And, and I, I, the last year was, I think that might have been the last year was at Huntington before I went to Lowers. Because I, I won at Huntington one year in 1990. And then I, my last Nationals, I remember, was at Lowers. And Peter Medea and I were in the same first heat. And we went left on every wave and we got fifth and sixth. And we were like, how did we just lose these guys we've never lost to? And we came in and, and Janice and Gaylene explained it, that they're not scoring the less yes. at 50% of the rights. That is crazy. Yeah. 
Wait. Because they're, they're going on length of ride. Just old it, school it was mentality. It's just something that they, they, they made a decision that they were going to not score the lefts as high as the rights. And then Peter and I went out and destroyed all these lefts and offshore like six foot and lost to people going down the line run rights. Yeah. When there was a big difference in, in level at the time. Yeah. First round, Dennis would say, me and Peter. <laughs> big difference. What a trip. <laughs> yeah. But that stuff would happen back then. Like, yeah. way more than happens now. Way worse. It's like they've tried to nitpick and find a way to make it more as they get further away than some of the things that we saw as kids. Hmm. When, you know, we don't have to say names and stuff. There was just sometimes you come in, there's no way that that should ever have happened. Yeah. Yeah. Like people think, like, oh, technology and they got the, the computer and everything's better. It's like, no, same shit. They push certain people through or give a little ed- edges styles or get more edge in, in, you know, certain. It's the same old yeah. thing. It's subjective. Yeah. It's surfing. It's, it's surfing's always subjective. Yeah. There's so, a way to bend it. So you, yeah, that's why I was you out. came out, you stayed with, uh, with Rye Dog. Yeah. And lived in Seal Beach for like the whole summer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and we also, yeah, like. Because Ryan was, you know, bred national team kid. Yeah. His dad was super involved. And like when you start, and that's the beauty of surfing when you're young is like you start connecting with yeah. people all over. Yeah, you know, come stay in my house, stay in my couch, or do whatever. And it was loose back then, and it still happens today. But yeah, you know, not like it was when we were couch surfing. We were left in Hawaii on the North Shore, left on the streets <laughs> of Huntington, left on the streets of San Clemente, left on the streets of Brazil. Figure it out. It's left in our airports, and got we after just gotten a ticket somewhere and told to be here. <laughs> no phone, no text, no nothing. Just hopefully, I'm back in a month, and yeah, time to go straight to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> so so seal beach you'd ride your bikes to the beat to huntington, huntington yeah. now growing up where you grew up there were some good surfers but did you did you feel a, like a culture shock or like was the level here higher or, or the same or like we you, you know what well, I, mean? I mean it would be the op pro i'd be out here and sean thompson would be cutting me off and spraying me and telling <laughs> me to go in and surf the shore break with the rest of the groms and gary alkerton would come out and growl at me and yeah, it's like, wow, this is it, man. And then, you know, the, these gnarly Huntington guys with tattoos and stuff, like, out every day, and everyone was spraying you, and everyone was growling at you. It's like, made you pretty tough. For yeah. sure. Yeah, really There's tough. no, hey, Grom, like, let's no, get you into no, this no, one, no, bro. No. Let's get you. No, no they're like, every beat man it. for yeah. themselves. Yeah, beat it. No women allowed. Yeah. Right? And they, children, get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are, Go you to guys the are catching the, the whitewash on the inside. Not even allowed near me. <laughs> I, 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 I'd have to ask. I think it might have been Jason Robinette who was like this, I mean, stud muffin, big rip dude. Bully. Bully. <laughs> and I want to say I was like 12 or 13, maybe 14. I don't know. I was pretty young. And I must have gotten burned. Like one day it was really good summer. Northside going off. And I must have gotten burned on like... 10 waves in a row after, you know. By different people? Just different people and him specifically on a yeah. few. And I, I flung my board at him. <laughs> I shot my board at him. Yeah, like, at J- at yeah and he came out. Yeah, and he came over and like grabbed me and like dunked me. And like he <clears> said, like, you ever do that again, Grom? Like, you're lucky you are who you are. Or you would be freaking like fins out, done. Like, but I got, I got, I got a little bit of a, you know, tough love, but it didn't get. Yeah. Just destroyed, which, you know, I shouldn't have done it. Like, I now think, you know, when you're a kid, you're just frustrated. Yeah. But that's the mentality we have to deal with. No, the, the, the surf zone is like the last zone of respect we've got left. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's not in the on the beach. It's not on the roads. It's you know we, we went fishing the other day and and this little boat came up and we're in this big boat on a straight line and literally like it's like somebody just like coming out and cutting you off surfing on a, you know, on a boogie board comes up in front of us and 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 we kind of just said something like hey you know not polite to do that you know how about showing some respect next time fight because i'm out here fishing we're all out here just trying to fish and he's like just trying to get respect that's all and then his big response was respect you i don't even know you <laughs> wait so that's how it goes now yeah yeah. Yeah. We we nobody's There's respected no until and, yeah. and you're not. I don't know you. I don't family. I'm just show nothing and nobody respect. Yeah. That was his justification. It's so wild. Yeah. So, so coming from Florida, from your crappy waves, and coming to Seal was Seal. Did Seal seem like, oh shit, there's way better ways? Oh yeah. Well, everywhere. So every morning I would go to my beach and I would look at nothing <laughs> like fill your bathtub and then look at it that's what it looks like like 97% of the time on the golf around my house and so going to the beach at seal and seal sucks all summer sucks 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 even no matter what I could go out there in the afternoon at warm water at the jetties and ride a few waves and it didn't matter because waves were breaking and that was my it's breaking yeah it's breaking that didn't. That was all I had to have. Yeah. And I was out there. Yeah. Makes that's, scrappy. that's the big difference with the it's East pretty, Coast, you know. Scrap. Yeah. The mentality of East Coast surfers. That's why they're surfing. so much more hungrier. I'm going surfing. Yeah. yeah. There's no question. And like, didn't it trip you out? Because, um, like, I grew up surfing seal beans, right? Like that's where I learned. And when you start migrating up the coast <laughs> and getting to better waves, you're like. Why, why, oh. why aren't I here every day? Yeah, oh, my progression's hilarious because then I go from couch surfing my way through Huntington for years, and and I I find a, a wonderful girlfriend and we make our plans to get a place together and we rent some just little rundown little apartment in Newport because I gotta get my butt south like Seal to Huntington now I'm in Newport getting tooped. And like every morning, like you know, that's been my dream. Like, come on, guys, can we go to Fifty Fourth this morning? I want to get tubed. Screw this out the back Huntington stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm done with this with longboarders and all of these guys. Get me to Huntington. I want to get tubed. Yeah. And so I got my first place with my girlfriend right there at Fifty Sixth. And that was really like the progression south. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. I rode for Quicksilver. We talked about like they had their summer you know workout camp, and Barry would you know was Quicksilver and he'd take me there, and it was just like. Wait, like this is right here. It's punch. It's like overhead shore break, Huntington shore break, but like better every day. Fifty so fourth used to be like Durambo when it was all like came in and have that huge sand like straight across. And, yeah, but it was punchy and powerful, so and yeah, you probably couldn't duck dive all the ways. But then it's like a few ways past, and it's a four stroke paddle out. You know, you're like yeah, it's wait right up on the beach still is yeah. It's you know so close and so easy to like so catch um, a lot of waves. So come in here. Every year, every summer, up and down, low, uh, you went from Seal, then to Huntington, then to Newport, and then Lowers. Like, well, I was driving every day after, as soon as the wind would come up, it was like feed myself until I'd fall asleep and then drive to Lowers. <laughs> and, and then we actually, you know, I started doing pretty well and my girlfriend started doing well and we bought a place in Dana Point. And so that was 
because it was a great opportunity, but also Salt Creek was where I was spending like most of my 5.30 in the mornings because Flame would call me every morning at 5 a.m. It's on, Shay. Gravels, come on, shoot. And I'd be, so I was driving there. I'm like this, and I'd love Salt Creek. And I made all my friends, new friends there and had a great thing. And it was, and it was wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. And Lowers was super close to jump right on the but you do right creek in the morning and then hit lowers yeah. like right after yeah. you know because yeah. you don't need to go down patrol lowers you go down patrol creek yeah or so instead of surfing newport and just surfing having fun now my routine is now i'm a pro pro guy to shoot every morning and then yeah. go surf lowers every so, afternoon yeah so tell us about that like what um after amateur surfing when did you turn pro so it was like 92, right when I moved out here, okay. January of 92, the start of the year. And it was, you know, I won U.S. championships, won nationals, got third in the world. Juniors? You know, world, yeah, amateur championships at the time. And, um, you know, got paid $150 a month to turn pro. Got some photo incentives. <laughs> from Billabong? Yeah, right? yeah, from yeah. Billabong. And, and, and got some um, reimbursements for contests and travel, you know. Photo incentives and all that. Yeah, I had a little bonus package to get me to a few QSs and a few trips, and yeah, and then I got my foot in the door to get Rookie of the Year on the PSAA tour in 1993. When did and you that's do? How you got or 92? Yeah, and I was just gonna say 92. You probably surfed a handful of them or all. Yeah, of them. well, no, yeah, 92. So when I moved out here, my aunt and uncle lived in San Francisco, and I flew out to them in January. And bought their neighbor's Volvo, a '79 Volvo, for a thousand dollars. I remember the Volvo. You remember the Volvo? Yeah, I've driven. Yeah, it was all over this coast, every contest. And so I started in San Francisco, and the first event of the year that year was San Francisco Pro, and stayed with them and did the San Francisco. Then drove down, stayed with somebody in Santa Cruz, did the Santa Cruz contest. Drove down, stayed with somebody at Pismo, did the Pismo contest, and then just made my way down until we got the place in Newport. And that, and. and my girlfriend was living in Pasadena at the time and kind of came down from Pismo, went to Pasadena while we organized and lived with her family and made my way down to Newport. So you turned pro after? Right, 92. Okay. Yeah, after the, after the, the world, world champs. Yeah. What, and, um, what was your play, like what was your best result like on the PSAA? Was it still Bud Tour or did it kind yeah, of change yeah, that yeah, year yeah, before? I, I don't remember. Yeah. yeah. But I won Oceanside PSAA. Nice. And that was kind of like, I got a thousand points to go towards the QS. That was one of my top eight results that year. Yeah. So that was the second year I did the contest. The first year, it was hard. I didn't get past the 17th round. And it was like, you get $150 for getting 17th and getting 13th, you get 650 and I'd be so bummed. be like, dang, I got to get through that yeah. quarterfinals. Yeah, that yeah. 17th, 25th is yeah. like the, the, the no big, points, big no money. Yeah. yeah, you're done. And that first round, it seems like that first year, you just always stop there. Yeah, <laughs> you're just like quarter you know, last day, quarter yeah. semi. Yeah. Lowers PSAA was the first one I made the quarters. I got a ninth. And I was like, I broke through. <laughs> yeah, so I'm uh, coming for you. What uh, photos? What was the first photo on the mag? Performers. So, yeah, that might have been it. So the first real one was later, but the first one was Baja Malibu performers Rob Keith photo. Wow. Yep. And, and, and Rob Keith and Baja Malibu really just go together. Huh? But we we, inter- we, inter- we interviewed um, Mark McNaught. Well, Mark McNaught, but uh, Tom Carey photographer yesterday, and we were just talk about how like different photographers have their niche. Like you know, obviously Flame, you know, he's the editor in chief at Soft running page. the mag, and that's his spot. But like. Certain photographers, Rob Keith was Baja Malibu. 
Well, he had like, a spot dialed and he had the people. What is it? Mark McNaught? Yeah. Um, yeah. But nail it. But, there, you know, there's, I mean, people, you know, balls are at, you know, South Bay. Yeah, first person to take me down to Mexico is Troy Eckert. No like, way. Yeah, to tote us. He's still, he's still, still like a diehard. I'm stoked to see that. Yeah. yeah. He, he had it dialed then and we were kids and he had it all. We're going to do this shit. And I just was a passenger and we had so much fun. Yeah. What a small world. I saw him in Costa Rica last summer. Did you? Yeah. What a small world. I'm all, who's this guy in this like mid-length or just super styly ripping? And I'm like, that's Eckhart. I do, you know, when you just, you get his tell. Yeah. Like, There's a lot of surfers, but then it's a small world. The surfers, surfers. Yeah. yeah. And we're the ones that keep running each other. Yeah. We did when we were young, and we keep running each other now. So I met Troy when I was uh, working at Bullet, you know, when it was a hole in the wall off of Bolsa and Heil. Like nobody yeah. ever went there, but him and his friends lived in the area, and that's when the first time I met him. And um, it was funny. Uh, his friend Chet Thomas yeah. and Ryan Thomas, yeah. you know, the skaters, they, they always used to come and hang out in the shop and, and they're like, oh yeah, Troy's going to be on TV. You know, he's on Webster. Troy Eckert was on Webster when he was a girl. How funny is that? <laughs> and then, um, yeah, and then years later, you know, he's fucking ripping and then, you know, working for Volcom and then winning the H2O Classics in Dude, we were, oh, no, yeah, we went snowboarding a ton. That was really cool about being in California. And even when I, I first was out in Pasadena and stuff, was being like able to snowboard. Because I didn't see snow until I was 18, 19. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'd never seen what snow. What is this? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, so you turned pro. Now, were you were your sights on the world tour someday? Oh yeah, no. It was I had a, I had, a I had like a bomb on my chest that was pressure and, and counting down on pro surfer college <laughs> i was out here like any second like getting you know wrap this up 150 dollar paycheck and 100 50 you know prize money's not working yeah were your parents push like were they like hey go chase the surfing dream or were they thinking they were like just hey go college me. no they no. were just just both you know both, both. Backup like, plan. you better have this figured out you better yeah. do one or the other and go hard yeah. Yeah, and I, and it was. And you went to a Catholic school growing yeah, up. Yeah, so I went to Catholic private schools and. Yeah, had so you had good routine. education. Were you studious? Yeah, no, I, I I wasn't allowed to surf unless I, I had everything online. Like I, I wouldn't get to surf until the next report card if things were. Slow. You hear that, Groms? You hear that? Yeah, like not even my mom was serious. There was no boards, nothing. Yeah. Did it happen a lot? No, 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 no. There was twice, and, and it was both. <laughs> it was both because of my religion teacher um, lying, of all things. <laughs> <laughs> lying, of all things. <laughs> my mom bags me up on this one. Yeah. But it's, uh, yeah, I mean, we, you know, it was simple times back then, and yeah, your surfboard's taken away, your world's oh, done. You're done. freaking You don't done. have a phone to go to. Now, There's no fallback. Now, now You've got your board, now, your bike, and your skateboard. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Your life cool. is... Cool. I'm close enough, I could walk. Like the board, I don't have a board to ride. I mean, no, you're just. There's nothing worse than even getting to the beach when you don't have a board to ride. And nobody had. I heard you're out surfing. No, I, that wasn't me. That's yeah. Another kid ripping. <laughs> but nobody had a quiver of boards. You didn't have, you didn't have buddies. No, like, no, yeah, no, had like, no, no. Nobody had a backup Everybody board. had one board. Yeah. So yes. it's not like. Yeah. Speaking of boards, um, what were you riding when you turned pro? What what shaper? Xanadu. That's right. You heard a lot so of Xanadu. So that was in the window. Xanadu. Then I went from Spectrum. To Xanadu. Spectrum and, is a Floridian. Yeah, they were a, a huge killer Floridian company before 
shipping and imports came into the business. And, yeah. Yeah. So they were amazing. Probably like Spectrum, Natural Art, Quiet yeah, Flight was yeah. still around, but Natural Art was huge and Spectrum were huge and yeah. CB were huge at the time. And um, Spectrum had great boards and great things, but their shapers were in Florida and I was in California and Xanadu was rad and we had a great How relationship. How did you guys meet? I don't know. Me and Corey, just the same thing. People, like-minded people and energy get together and start talking. And he started making me and Corey rad boards that, you know, were part of our creative process and our imagination and fit yeah. our surfing because Xanadu could lock into our energy yeah. very well. Yeah. He's like one of the coolest, weirdest, fun, funniest, He's very intriguing amazing. person. He's yeah. amazing. Yeah. amazing. We, 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 we interviewed him. But uh, we just scratched the surface. We yeah. got to do it. Like, we didn't get to finish. It's hard to get him to really, you know, like, he's 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 the godfather of all modern-day surfboard equipment. Yeah. You know, like, Simon Anderson nailed, like, the original concept. But everything you see today, from Sharp Eye to Mayhem to CI, is all for those Xanadus that we were getting from me and Corey. Me and Corey's Xanadus. Those little skateboard ones that Corey would make sure he did this. And then mm-hmm. I would went, well, I'm bigger and, and slower, so can you make me some lower rockered, wider tail ones? And... That's, yeah, that, that was way before any of that. He had his own fin template. He had his own yeah, every, fins. Yeah, yeah, everything like, was different. Yeah, boxy yeah. rails and flat decks. And yeah, and what's funny is travelers that would go a million miles per hour, and everyone else is still riding elf shoes. Yeah, right. I have. I ordered one after we uh, interviewed him called the Zip. It's one of those what you're talking about, like super it's, thick. It's a super 1988 wide. remodel. It's amazing. <laughs> But I qualified on like a 6019 square tail of his when I was riding like 6'2s that were like 18 and a quarter. Yeah. And this thing in all the beach break contests, I was just dancing. Everyone else was just bonk, 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 and pew, pew, pew. Yeah. I, I remember the first time I got like a short wide, like a groveler. But you didn't put, because, you put, put numbers on it though. So you didn't know how wide or long it was. But, it was the first guy to never put any dimensions on the board. But we didn't have... Keep it a secret. Yeah. Didn't really need one because you're so fit and young and whippy. It didn't yeah. really matter. And then, you know, went to Japan to do some contests. Oof. And Mark Pesh shaped me. We're like, okay, I need a smaller board. And we went like two, maybe two inches. It wasn't like super, two, maybe two inches shorter, like a half inch wider, flat. And I rode it and I was like, holy crap. And then I'm like, well... This feels so good. I wonder if it'll work because it was like meant for waist high and under. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I wonder if this will like work. And then I took it to like lowers or Newport honey, like on like proper head high waves, thinking it was just going to slide out and be shitty. And the thing worked, worked even better. Worked 100. percent Yeah. And I'm like, game I changer. I don't think Patch made a board that didn't work. Yeah. Every, no. I got boards from him. Everybody They all worked. Yeah. They all worked. They but it was like just that concept. Buttery. I mean, remember putting. Poto's board under your arm. Like, he traveled with one board. Imagine all the times when Poto put me under his arm. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, Poto's on fire again. But you would see these guys, I mean, the tail, tail block was like 16 yeah, his, and 2 inches on the He, he I, had a windsurf rail. He it did. Was straight windsurf. <laughs> nobody to this day, nobody has ever rode a board like him and just dominated. Just all power. He'd still throw it around like we were throwing our boards around. Yeah, his. Yeah. his yeah, he was this all power. But it, it was like you watch, look at his board, and you're like, that was just, how do we make something like that in our size? Kind of like, mentality. yeah, no, totally. That's true. Right? Yeah. yeah like, you're like, scale I want it way down because he's not human. <laughs> he's a big boy. Yeah. But no, so you, you know, Xanadu had, you had a good relationship, and that you guys clicked, and you started winning a lot, or 
yeah. making a lot of yeah, hits. Yeah, no, it was great. I had great results. And, you didn't um, do the QS. Like, you and Deba and everybody, like, first year? or First year. Yeah, yeah. we were doing it the same year. And then Corey the next year, when he did a million of them. And then... Um, you went straight from PSA, PSAA to the World Tour. Yeah, so the first year I did those PSAAs, and I got Rookie of the Year. Then the next year, I won the Oceanside 1 PSAA. But I didn't focus on the PSAA. I, I did probably, like, three-quarters of them. Because then I went and did QSs. And I did well in Europe. I did well in Australia. It's like we did that Billabong Pro at Kira that year with Donovan. All the Billabong team riders went over there, and it was perfect. Yeah. And I was like, I really like this. <laughs> Month in Australia, perfect Kira. Yeah, there was awesome. there was good events, but you know, no no points. You know, they were all it was all like two stars. You get yeah. a thousand points if you win, which is but yeah. that's. You qualified for the world tour after that? Yeah, yeah, I did good in England. It was a four star that year. So, like, yeah. And then that was the year I qualified. And the next year I got to go to G Land. Fuck. And that was all I really cared about was G Land. Surfing and going and travel to surf. And, and these contests are a great vehicle. Yeah. yeah, that 91 to 3 was like, you know, we're all, you know, just about to graduate. Slater's already on, like winning everything. Machado, Taylor Knox, Deba, Ham, Kalan. Like there was, you know, f- ten Americans. Paddle Con. Like everybody just went right onto the CT. Vinny de la Pina. Vinny. Like it was, you know, it was like a really a good, like, U.S. movement for sure. Yeah. You know. And we, and then right above that was Mike Lambrizzi and Brad Gerlach and yeah, yeah it was Richie Collins, Chris Brown. Yeah, those guys were dominating. I mean, Dino so, and they were all like, you got one of those guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they were just a little bit ahead. It was like a constant ladder. Then every yeah. year there was another group. Well, it's it's kind of neat to go back and as you were progressing down the coast of California, a lot of these surfers, you know, you were seeing Vinny at Salt Creek. Yeah, I started you know? seeing them in their home break and their element day after day. And yeah, get to know them. But it like. You're one of the best surfers that's been around, right? And it's funny because we always talk about how Florida produces so many good surfers. Like, California does too, but as far as, like, world championships, I think well, Florida yeah. outweighs us. Well, that's contest surfing, and that's totally different than anything where you have to deal with, like, on a... On a Personal level in the morning when you go out at 56 and how many people Contest, can pull in and get barreled. But waves of consequence, too. Yeah, waves of consequence. Yeah, yeah you yeah. guys, there's way more Floridians well, or, or East Coasters that charge. Well, if you go anywhere in Florida, you realize that Rebel Yell is a real thing. <laughs> yeah. So Florida man's not a coincidence. You know, so like, Who are these guys out there throwing themselves over the ledge? That's a bunch of Florida kids just showed up yesterday. All right. They're going to be okay? I think so. <laughs> That's it. Just go. Just go or go home. There's no other option here. But we had, I mean, I don't care which brand and team manager you had. It was kind of like, if you want to be a pro surfer, it was like you were expected to go charge. Yeah. You know? Or you're not going to, you're not, you're, you're not making it. It's just so, look for another career path. Yeah. yeah. Especially back then, if you were going to be on the ASP and do the dream tour, like, it's going to be out of control pipe. It's going to be out of control holiday. It's going to be out of control sunset. It's going to be out of control Chopu, it's gonna be out of control cloud break. It's you're gonna to have to go out there when nobody on a normal sanity level would ever paddle out and, and ride the ocean on that day without 
having death or was rescue a helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's first, like, I'm here for it. <laughs> like those first two Chopu contests were like, I mean, the first year, luckily it turned on shore. Like the day that I would have died if I got caught inside 100%. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I already know. <laughs> I already knew what's like, happening. I, 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 I saw my life as I'm paddling over, yeah. and I'm like, if I don't make this, <laughs> I'm not making it. So, speaking of Hawaii, Shay, what when was your first like proper North Shore winter trip? So the one in '84, I got to see it all. I didn't catch any crazy waves. I was a little thing riding a 411 salty dog that we went over to. <laughs> Ben Ipa's factory, and he knew my dad, and and he it was a twin fin, and he glassed down a third fin for me <laughs> on my 411 salty dog swallowtail. What? Yeah, I looked like an e-board. It was rad, though. That was my first high performance. That that made me do things that. Ben I, Ipa glassed a third fin on your twin fin. Yeah. <laughs> Remember? That's a great story. Right uh, yeah, there. no, my, my yeah, my stories and my, my I, I mean out of control. The, when girl, put another fill on it. <laughs> well, I mean, Ipa was such a big thing, not just because he was you know larger in life and an incredible shaper, but he's like coaching the teams and yeah. stuff. And then that the girl like oh, the beveled man. edge, like rail, like when those came through Huntington, and you you're just like, what the like? Yeah. It was just there's cr- nobody like Ben Ipa. No, nobody. The guy's a master of everything. Yeah, of kindness. He's amazing. Yeah. So, so when was your student of the first uh, proper winter? So I went back and went to school there with my brother at Kuhuku High. And what? so I would have been in ninth grade and we lived with Kalani Rob at VLAN. You went and lived in Hawaii? Well, we lived in the closet with Kalani. It was like three of us and this was really tight quarters. And we all um, would somehow make it to school at Kuhuku with Sean Briley's um, station wagon. Unless Pipe was good and Sean wasn't going to school. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd usually go surf with him, but Kalani and Corey were still scared of pipe then because they were only in like sixth grade. But that was the first so in winter. ninth grade you yeah. moved to Hawaii. Your so, parents just yeah yeah they just said you, yeah, you go, we trust you to go guys. live with these guys and we're done with you guys go yeah go go live with Kalani's parents in, in the closet and go to Cuckoo so High. So you're like fourteen. Oh yeah, yeah fourteen. Yeah. yeah no fourteen to fifteen. I turned fifteen. <laughs> we turned fifteen and twelve during that stay, or no maybe sixteen no. 15 and 12 during that stay during spring break and that's when the first year when Briley had those pink to white and black fades and he broke every board I was in the station wagon going there with him and I had a bunch of spectrums I didn't want to break and, and I served her like a normal person and I'd watch Briley just do what he did and that was like one of the most memorable things was watching him coming up at Pipeline those mornings when we're not going to school Shay Pipeline's on he pulls up and I see the guns I'm like oh looks like I better grab my board instead of my backpack yeah Mo- so most people are like paddling in. He he's like swinging under the lip, like airdropping. Like so, hold on. You're moving to Hawaii. Like who? Your parents said it was okay. Yeah, my dad had friends there. We, you know, he did the same thing. And he just thought it was the coolest thing ever, and we were gonna be. He did stoked. it too. Well, when he graduated high school, he got out to Hawaii. Much of his friends and still lived over there. Oh, cool. Okay. And the start of that trip was we stayed with one of his friends and my mom and dad and we went over to the high school and they enrolled us for the second semester of high school and then said bye good luck okay yeah and have fun up until up until that time though what was your experience in surfing bigger 
all the way. Some big waves in Mexico. We would go in the summers and some big beach breaks that my best friend Tony and his family had like pioneered like Petacalca and stuff. And so the summer spent on there and surfing in Mexico. I got at 13, me and Tony um, spent the summer in Mexico and some big beach breaks. And that was pretty cool. We would just be out there alone and his mom would be on the beach watching us. And, and one day we got um, robbed by banditos on horses with machetes and and they took our boards and then we didn't have any boards and, yeah. <laughs> machetes and a horse yeah give me your board yeah, yeah. they didn't of know course. we were yeah. 13 we were 13 no no no. we ran from them into the water and i had a horse like breathing down my neck because i was running into the water and the last thing i did i was like, i'm not gonna make it i threw my board at the horse and just swam in the water and just kept swimming into 10 foot surf <laughs> that's hilarious yeah it's not it's scary uh, <laughs> what uh, like what mainland? Obviously, yeah, yeah. The middle of mainland. Yeah, yeah, and 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 we actually got those boards back years later because years later, some, yeah, we know some people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> frame that thing, put that thing on the wall art. <laughs> Gave some local kids. So back to Hawaii, you're yeah. 14 because like when North Shore's flat, you can't recognize it from the pictures, right? Like, we didn't want to see North Shore Flat. <laughs> I know that. I mean, Corey, but you know what Corey, I had to tell Corey to stay on the beach. Like, Corey, this is you not. Know, and, and Kalani wasn't ready yet, but Corey was ready. And, and it was still like, wait, hold back. And, and all that waiting and holding back when he finally got his chance to be out there, he never held back again. Yeah. Never. 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 Had, never. When I held him back as long as I could. You know, you thought. Yeah, you know, I, know. You know. I know who he is. I know what we did in Florida. Yeah. Like, this is different. <laughs> yeah. No nice filter. To, yeah, I've Go always on. done my thing, and he's always done his thing. It's a good little brother to have, though, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he pushed me to be safer. Yeah. <laughs> when, when he's never safe. <laughs> well, that one wave at Chopes that he caught was, oh, like, yeah. game changer. Yeah, that's one of many. Yeah. Yeah. When every session you go out, and when the one that nobody wants, he wants. Yeah. The crazy little one. Yeah. So, do you remember like the session where you felt like you were comfortable at never at pipe or no no I, I I wanted the nastiest blackest squarest wave that would come in and every day I tried to fight for it and I was out there with Tamayo going to school and classrooms with him and getting in big brawls and fights after school at Kuhuku, and Tamayo was the man. Yeah, yeah. Tamayo Perry. Yeah, and me and Tamayo and Sean are fighting for waves. Yeah. And, and we wanted the ugliest, and there were some other guys like that were yeah, tapped. There was a group of like 10 of us then. We were all little kids, tapped. Yeah. Yeah. That's so crazy to think. Yeah, I wasn't scared then. The mentality of the 14-year-olds trying to get the best, biggest wave. Well, you got testosterone you got peer pressure you see the big dudes you got something to prove you got you got all this stuff moving and you, you're invincible you yeah, know so Bradley had just turned 15 because you could drive at 15 in Hawaii then Remember yeah and you had a station wagon yeah and you're all, in the who's who of well yeah they're, they're the gnarliest pipe area. surfers ever yeah. Sean Bradley just what he did it can never be repeated I swear no yeah. I mean some, go YouTube some of his footage of the yeah. drops he makes and it's like what how did you make that? Yeah. Like, it's wild. And not to disrespect, but his body type wasn't a pipeline charger body type. Oh, no. He was, <laughs> he was not built like a, you know. A like, surfer. Like a surfer. Yeah. But he was the quickest to his feet, tippy toes, and nothing took him out. Like, he was a rock on that board. Yeah. 
Like, he, he was the ultimate pipe surfer. Yeah. Because you have to be a cannonball to surf pipe. Yeah. <laughs> a cannonball. Yeah. He'd throw yeah. it and he would, I mean. Yeah. yeah. He would launch himself to the flats and then get launched into the channel. Yeah. That was just, that was his technique. Yeah. Yeah. How late and how deep. Uh-huh. Yeah. Good years with her. Yeah, they were fun. A lot of fun days out there. I was a, yeah, my childhood in Hawaii was awesome. And we kept going back there and pushing ourselves into all kinds of just, you know, rad situations with big swells and cool friends that didn't compete and loved to chase waves all over the island that nobody has a name for. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Did, did um, how many years did you spend there? Just that semester? Just that semester, and then um, started coming out in the winters. Like the proper you know, like winter the break? proper season. So yeah. That was the, like, and then there was a lot of years I was supposed to come home for Christmas, and I, I missed my flight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to be here for a little bit. I'm going to stay with Flipper for another month. Yeah. <laughs> Tour doesn't start till March, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. How long can I stay here? Make Before, it work? Uh... Yeah. There's, there's like fresh fruit on the trees here. I can find, I can scavenge enough. So, PSAA, you then, make the world tour. Yeah, but what was like, okay, the tour, PSAA was, you know, one Florida or East Coast event that kind of rotated. California, and then they'd have one or two in Hawaii. They, yeah. You know, they would do like a Alan Wana Bull maybe, or a Mobile, or Malia, you know, mm-hmm. Makaha. They would do something. Miley Point. Miley Point, yeah. And they, um, and then... The QS, like, you know, you're not making much or on budget. What year did we do that Costa Rica for most of it? So that's now 99. That, was that 99. late? Yeah. No way. The yeah. one that Kalani and ben, ben, or Benji made the final. Oh, no, 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 no. We no. were I wrong. forgot about that one. We were, so that's yeah. like 94, 95. That's one of our first 94, trips. 94, I would say. And any trip with Benji was one of our first and last trips. Yeah. <laughs> So we hit a tree that trip. Remember when we were yeah. doing circles in the field and we slid into the tree. Yeah. So in the rain. we we it was like the first maybe my first like contest at, overseas. So you know it was yeah, like it was like twenty foot closeouts for most of too. Yeah, twenty foot closeouts. No, yeah, it, it was, was like you got to paddle two heats ahead of <laughs> two heats prior to your heat, yeah. and you had to walk down two miles. Yeah, and you could just barely you'd have people like wave in signs so you could start your paddle out. It when the heat before you're started, so by the time you drift, you hope Wyoming you got me. shore break. Boom! Yeah. <laughs> and Kalani did really well. I think he made quarters or semis, and Benji actually got fourth in the final. Wow. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who made the final? I don't even remember. Who, I, all I remember is Benji making the final. We were so stoked. Whoever didn't die out there. Yeah. You had to catch waves between sets and paddle yeah. in the end of the rips, and it's wild. It was, mad, it was like... Yes. And we were all undergunned, and no everybody's like, what, what's the biggest board? Okay, let me borrow that and make sure, you know, because you didn't want to break it, but then you want, like, everybody's mm-hmm. trading boards. Yeah. But we ended up crashing a car. <laughs> Benji was driving? Yeah. Right? Benji's idea. We were so taking I mean, turns, I think. I don't no, know. That was Benji driving. Me and you yeah. and D-Bot in the back, I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. Benji, Conan, was Conan there? Conan was there. Conan Kalani? was in the car. Kalani was there. I guess we were all in the car. There's probably, like, five of us in this little... You know, little whatever. We're doing e-brake slides and like across the grass field, and then we hit one. And we just started sliding forever. And we and he's like trying to go this way, trying to go this way, and not change our direction. And we just slid forever. And there's just one tree, and like, bonk, <laughs> like all slow mo. We knew yeah. it was happening. Like here it comes, here it comes. All the windows, boom. Did it. We're like, everybody okay? Oh, yeah. We're like, we're okay. Yeah. We did, did the target 
tweaked. Oh yeah. oh yeah, wrapped around the tree. Yeah, like, well, like this little tree too. So like wrapped around it. We, no we, way. It was, it was no. It was a little tree because like, <laughs> it was a two lane road with this green belt down the middle, and there was really nothing in the middle. A couple bushes and a little. I so still he, go by and see that spot so, all the time. So, so he was. It. We were doing these like fish, you know, e-brake slides, and then we saw it coming. Like we're not turning, and here comes this. It wasn't. We thought we'd just maybe bolt, like go right it might over. Even flop over. And it, we're like, how the fuck did that little tree just Stop destroy us. Stop <laughs> like, us. And Benji, you know, they paid you in like cash or Amex. I think it was cash. And I remember him at the airport just handing over his like 1500 bucks. <laughs> like, that he won. Yeah. That, <laughs> all, all back to the cardinal. Oh, that was fucking good times. So that, that's what we did. Just shenanigans. So going back to... So you, how long did you ride for Xanadu for? That was pretty short-lived. Um, 92 to 95, 94. Around the, around, there was a time where I was riding Xanadu's and Mayhem's and Channel Islands. I got two Channel Islands. Ooh. I met Al Merrick at the US Oil Pro or something one year and randomly down the beach and started talking to him and I got two boards and they went great. And then, and they, you know, they, I, I, that was kind of the catalyst to try new boards and and show those boards to Matt. Biolus. Yeah, because Xanadu was great, but it was Xanadu's way, not Shay's way or Al Merrick's way. He had his vision. Yeah. And and so Matt was the most open-minded person I've ever met as far as coming to surfboard designs, anything else is the least. <laughs> you know, Matt. Yeah. yeah. But surfboard back then, as, as I could bring a DHD, a JS, an Almeric, a Xanadu, the fin from a soar, the, the stringer from a Ben Ipa, and, and, and he'd start going and looking and breaking it all apart like it was a car. And he was the guy that I could take it to the next level with as far as my design. And, and now all of these waves that I'm starting to build these visions for the equipment I need to ride and how I need to ride it to be at my potential to score well and compete well and all that stuff and that was mayhem and it was Mike Riola and mayhem and Corey and and us being really close and our friendship that really bonded us and made those boards that's such a trip in it another small world thing Mike Riola is from your area right yeah so we all grew up same same you know stretch of beach that Paul Harvey, yeah, Lopez's and Riolas, and Biolas grew up here. Here, yeah, yeah. He's a yeah, he's San Clemente Point area. Now, now, were those two paired up already, and then you got on? Um, no, we all around the same time in ninety one, ninety two came out to San Clemente Newport, but really in San Clemente and going to the same punk concerts and hanging out at the pier and being friends. Yeah, and Mike Riola made. Momentum 3 that yes. summer. Yeah. Yeah, the Wrath of Chicken. And Mike Riola sat down on the beach with a high 8 camera at Lowers every day and filmed everyone that showed up and put a video out. Lost Enterprises presents Momentum 3, the Wrath of Chicken. And that's, we were all just having fun with it and joking yeah. around. And Jason Kenworthy was making t shirts and Ryan Dival, and we were just having fun. We were friends. Yeah. That was all. There was no business, nothing. And Mike Riola had this idea. You know, some T-shirts and some videos and making fun of everybody because that was a fun thing and fun thing to do. And So is he the guy that started Lost? 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, Mike. you know, everyone, but Mike. Yeah. Mike's the catalyst. Yeah. 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 They were, I mean, so creative. I mean, still are, you know, but back in the day when that, like, you had the... Because Momentum already came out. Momentum 1, Momentum 2, and then yeah. they did Momentum 3. Yeah, yeah. they beat them. They were the beat antithesis Taylor. of... <laughs> Yeah, he put Kill Slater on the cover. And yeah, beat beat Taylor the the punch on the third third. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So that was his niche, getting in there and rubbing people the wrong way because everyone was taking themselves so seriously. Yeah. And certainly, you're not like serious. Jay, where you got to be in both uh, oh, both camps. Well, I, I'd hang out with them. I never got in their videos and stuff. Yeah, I, I, but I would always hang out with everybody on both. You sides. got parts or not parts at least ways and. and not in Taylor's movies. I, I never videoed her. I thought you time. did. No. None. Wardo and Andy crossed over with sponsorship obligations in yeah. Taylor Steele movies. Yeah. But Corey, Was it the I don't early think, ones then? Like no, the no, never. I don't think Corey and I ever had anything. The eighteen? Gosh, I could have sworn I saw no. you in. No, there was really like there was a lot of animosity between the camps. Not as much animosity, but competitiveness. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and, and and friendly pokes always going back and forth yeah. to kind of one up each other. And it was all fun. I mean, even Surfing Magazine posted fun of all it's all the time with yeah. the two different groups, and they did cartoons of. Oh, dude! All yeah. of it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they're it was they're great ads. For surfing. It was you, great for surfing. Yeah. You couldn't wait to see what the ads were going to be in the next match. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're the most yeah. sought after. Well, just the 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 parties. Yeah. Too, you know. Oh, I mean, <laughs> the parties. They're, were they're the ones that going down, burning. Bernard Randall, uh, Bernard Randall's yeah. hair. And no, it was, it was two different camps. Like, but there, yeah. there, people were doing that shit everywhere. Like as far as like you know, house parties getting out of yeah. control. Well, but yeah. nobody, they actually just that, that was the generation. That was what was going on on, on punked on Jackass. On, yeah, and, you know, in every college fraternity, every house party in, in Huntington that I ever went to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everything I was exposed to from my whole childhood. <laughs> At, you know, Melbourne Beach, Cocoa Beach. Same shenanigans. Same shenanigans. So when you made this world tour, it was like you get a huge pay pay bump, and now you're like, I'm here to stay. Like, wh what was that like transition from? I mean, you only did the QS really a full year, and then you're on the CT. Well, even making the CT, I got extra money, but I wasn't accepted. Even my um, Surfer Magazine Top 44 review was was like this big when everyone else had like two pages you know, like and it said pretty hair pretty teeth pretty smile we're getting eaten alive on tour <laughs> that was it <laughs> is this the Derek Hine no this isn't Derek Hine this is some like guy with you know no clue because Derek Hine and Nick Harrow were always great with me but I don't remember who he wrote this but it was like that was it and I'll always remember that and pretty I, hair and I, pretty smile pretty teeth he will get eaten alive on tour <laughs> <laughs> and and I went and for me as a competitor I went thank you because now they'll underestimate me and I've always gone into this like okay don't expect Kelly Slater expect this kid from the Gulf Coast because what I saw where everyone prepared for Kelly Slater and they all just yeah and so I kind of came in on the dark side of Kelly Slater in the shadow and I love being underestimated because I didn't get that big big you know, oh, this guy's going to make six figures like Tim Curran before he's ever qualified. Yeah. And I was on the tour not making much money now because I went from 150 to like, like 1500 And I, the first year, I got most improved and top 16. Yeah. First year, 16. Yeah. 
Made some heats. Yeah. Made yeah, some and upsets. Then, and then it went, and then Way it went. better than Late Light ever did. Yeah. Damn right. <laughs> so You should have moved to Florida, dude. dude. Yeah, the two big things were, were Rookie of the should've Year. Should have listened to these guys more. Most improved and getting the top 16. And that, that was when I felt like I made it. Because yeah. the movie's... Sonny Garcia, I just want to get in and kick some top 16 ass. And when we right. were going up, it was the guys in the top 16, right? It that was, was it, all about yeah. the top 16. Yeah. None of this top five champions. Yeah. That, you know, one of, that's ridiculous. But top 16 was like, those are the top guys in surfing. I want to be one of them. Yeah. And I got most improved in top 16. It was like, oh my God, I'm here. Okay, do you, this is cool. Do you remember okay, like... I can win it now. And then that's all I got out of control. <laughs> did, did, do you remember when you're like... Going up against some of your idols and like guys, like what, like every every, every heat, heat still. So I still gnarly. remember, yeah, the best heats of my life when I got to go against Sonny Garcia and I watched him and studied him and tried to be like him, yeah, be yeah. in his shoes and kick some top sixteen ass and he's in the top sixteen. Yeah. Your chance, Sonny. Feel yeah. my wrath as I'm <laughs> paddle batting him for the priority buoy around Huntington as fast as I can, fastest paddler and grabbing his leash and we're dunking and going underwater on the backside of the priority buoy and those are some of the best times of my life and you know he's a, you know just this larger in life like yeah. just intense dude more, but behind the scenes and he might but after he's like dude that was good right yeah. like he's yeah. like but you know not yeah, in the spotlight you almost had me there you yeah you're gonna have me <laughs> <laughs> you know you think it's all bark but he would be you know he Fed off of that, yeah. you know, regardless of who won Pete that way. Yeah. Well, yeah. he's a gentle giant, and, and until he his heartbeat, he, he needs to bring that up to make him excited enough to compete at yeah. that level. He was so gnarly. So anger is a great motivation for yeah. Sonny Garcia. Yeah. yeah. I remember having him back in the but PS day, you know, you you get you finally make the, the seated rounds, and then those two people keep advancing together. You know the way the brackets work. So, so he after he. So oh, I, I hated that. I, I hated yeah. it too. But like I remember this one event, and like I'm like shit, man. I got fucking sunny, you know, round two. You know, and I'm like man. <laughs> and then you know I made it, and I kind of saw how he was like just dealing with the the heat and the other people. And next heat, I'm like okay, like sunny, like I'm gonna sit in and deeper than you but you know like you just tell me which ones you aren't going on because the other guys were trying to just catch scraps the whole time yeah. like they didn't want they knew sun, whatever wave's coming in Sonny's on the best wave. wave that Sonny's looking at not even close yeah. no, no, no and even, I even if you went there with him stayed with him we're in the oh, no. yeah, <laughs> on the same team and I just yeah, asked like which, <laughs> which one don't you want like tell me you know yeah yeah please just, just tell me which one I'm you don't want anyone besides yours yeah <laughs> And it worked, you know. And we yeah. made like three or four heats together, and I was like, "Yes, this is working." Stay close. Because I was on the opposite way. Almost <laughs> went to like a three-man heat because he knew he was gonna make it. You're like, "Fuck!" All right, we're all. And that was a lot of heats. You're like, "Man, I gotta just scrap to get that second position in advance." Sonny beat me at Huntington three times. <laughs> Sonny beat me at Manly. These were all in like waist-high conditions. And he was Florida Gulf Coast guy, and he would beat me in waist. Yeah. Yeah, on, on not talent, but just strategy? Everything. You no, know, his skill, finding the right wave is a skill, going on his backside and getting those huge turns. He would get scored on, even no matter how much movement I had going on. Yeah. Less <laughs> is more, just boom. He just boom. had your number. Boom. He just knew And the to, small stuff where you should have took him. Yeah, I, I'd be in when it was big, but not when it was small every time. <laughs> so backwards. So the dream, this is kind of like dream tours happening. Like, 
pretty much. You said G Land, yeah, yeah, and like insane. I mean, G Land, like you're suiting up. I'm traveling around with six tens and six sixes, and yeah, board perfect laps. Full of, yeah, perfect laps, barreling. Just hoping I don't get a hop good on my brother because that was the worst heat. Is when we all had to compete against each other, and we would mop everyone else. Like, oh, now we gotta compete against each other. <laughs> Did he? Uh, Get on tour pretty quickly. Next year. Next year. Next year. Yeah, Corey still has a record for most QS events in a year. Wow. Yeah. How, 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 what's the age? Same year as Aki, I think. Oh, we're three years apart. Okay. Yeah, he just does things faster. <laughs> Grand. Little brothers always have just a little bit, you know. Yeah, they got the edge. And you rode for for Mayhem for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I that's still ride for Mayhem. I got, yeah, they're all over this house. Yeah, I mean, Zach, he's one of my best friends. So. Yeah. yeah. So that that five five nineteen and a quarter phenomenon, you were part of that. Yeah, I, I was in the middle of that jungle. Yeah, I, I don't think I even have anything in that movie because that just I was competing in a different time but wouldn't go video that and yeah. yeah. But that was fun. It was just part of us in San Clemente with a bunch of really talented people that didn't have phones and didn't have a world outside of our universe we were creating. And, and that was a scene like, like captured the spirit of surfing at that time. And not contest surfing, not cool Hollywood surfing, surfing. Yeah. Surfing with your friends, hungover, maybe, you know, with, with the, at a beach that you've never been to and, and meeting some new people. And that was it. And I think yeah. that's still like the essence of what we're trying to do here. Yeah. While we while we watch some tennis, and then the WSL comes on next, and we watch the top pros do their thing at the ranch. Yeah, that's that's cool. <laughs> so wow. Have you surfed the ranch? <laughs> no. <laughs> Up the the ranch in Mexico. Yeah. 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 That one's wonderful. Love that one. Do you have a real ranch? <laughs> do you want to surf the ranch? I, I would love to, yeah. I, I surf any wave. Yeah. Yeah, any wave. But, you, but it's not Waco? something I'm sacrificing to go surf. Yeah. yeah. But Waco's a joy. That, that's that. So Waco, if you surf Waco, you know what the best day ever behind my house near Rocks Beach is like. <laughs> it's lefts running down the beach on top of each other in sets of three or four. Just like that. Yeah. And that's when a hurricane swells south of us and lefts are running up the beach on the best day ever at that size. And that's as big as it gets. So the best day at home is every day at Waco. Yeah, every day at Waco. Yeah. yeah we have to well, I, I mean, I, I've been it's there a couple great. times. Waco's I'm all, great. I'm all, yeah, this is like great. 54, 56 on like a yes, really good yes. summer day. Like yes. this is insane. Like, yes, you know, it is. you it just is. slow down and say, hey, I'm going for two turns or one turn or three turns. And that's it. Like, you know, just boom, boom, boom. It's Done. a great way. It's got Super enough power fun. to have fun. Yeah. I oh, wish my. it was longer and bigger. And now they're starting to pop up like yeah. elsewhere. That kind of Can't concept. wait for Kalani's and Shane's. Yeah, that's going to be rad. Close. You don't have to fly. There's a lot of exciting new stuff in surfing. And it's a great time, you know. It's a great time to be a little Grom that has yeah. all these options are going to open up for them. And we're going to see things like the Dubai pool is opening up with Kelly's Dubai pool. Yeah. That's going to be nuts. Dude. Nuts. Everywhere. Everything. Well, you know, like, the way technology is today, we can do whatever we want if we decide <laughs> that's what we want. Yeah. <laughs> How long were you on tour for? And, well, 2004, I hurt my knee. So that, you know, I did some stuff after that, but it wasn't the same, sh- same, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that And was, how do, well, 
how did that injury happen surfing? Yeah, that was a floater. You didn't see the flo- floater from around the world? You're the only one. one. <laughs> the only one missed it. Missed you missed it. it. So the quarterfinals against Andy Irons at the Pipeline Masters at Backdoor, I tried to finish a wave with a floater down by off the wall in the sandbar. And it sucked out below sea level. And I came up short and impacted onto my front knee and just took it all out. Oh. Yeah. And so I got collaborative wins. Yeah. In the contest. Only person on surfer that doesn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, it's, he's, he's, he's the news story. Yeah, we, we need to pull this. We need to pull that up because it's like. We will pull yeah. that. Hey, hey, I've only gotten one reward at Surfer Pole. I did, was told that I got 11th in the Surfer Pole one year, but um, it was wipe out of the year for this. Okay. So that's my only reward. All right. Yeah. We'll I make mean, sure we'll, to highlight that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, outside of charging, what like, sorry. waves. 2004. Okay, 2003. Him and his brother. They would hit any section, float any section. Like yeah. there was no like, ah, oh, that's too gnarly. I'm not gonna do it. Like, and I don't know. I think it was. I think we all had that kind of mentality when we were young. We hit way bigger sections. Like, all like, of us did. Like I go through Newport, so it just hit the biggest section. Newport or Salt Creek, where it's just like you probably Ooh. shouldn't be. I blew out my <laughs> meniscus at Salt Creek trying to do an air and like land. Like, boom. You know, just. <laughs> but. Uh, but you know you would never pull back, like never kick out, like no. you're finishing and like yeah, you know maybe. rock piles and like you, you see Mason Ho, it's like dude, we were surfing, we were doing that like with no cameras a lot of the time, like surfing in closeouts and dry reef. Yeah. I remember Pete Frieden took me over to like West Side and when I was surfing some boogie board spot. It's this dry reef slab. But he's like, dude, it just. The wave folds and you just got to make the drop and then well, you can jump off and literally you jump off and you're landing on concrete. Like, yeah, you were listening to a Floridian though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, it was, but, but you just, you know. He got a lot of good shots. That he guy did. is an animal. So he drove us too, to, to, to wake up in the mornings and get to the right spot before everyone. And like, He's a no matter what we did the night before to be on it. And West Lot, you've been on all those trips. I've been on a lot of trips with him because we connected. Yeah. We're like... We're last ones in bed and first ones up and yeah. ready. Like he never missed a beat. I'm like, dude, let's go. He never missed a beat. I'm ready. I was a good partner and good partner in crime for sure. Yeah, yeah, Pete's awesome. Yeah, I miss that guy. I saw him on North Shore a couple, I don't know, a couple of trips ago, winter two ago. I don't know. Saw him on the beach cruising. Just yeah, shouldn't. It's crazy. So that's kind of what. Yeah, that was that was it. I, I I wasn't supposed to really surf more or walk more, and I went back to Florida and had kids and slowly worked my way back into shape and having fun and surfing and much when, as ever. When's the uh, first time you shaped a border? That that I know it was a single. Or, oh yeah, well back in the day, and then working with Matt and always being in the factory for pretty much every one of my boards that got made over those years. And, I mean, that's a perk of being a pro surfer, spending all that time with a shaper or shapers over your career and yeah. being in the bay and, and really kind of understanding the dynamics and everything that goes into it. So yeah. much, you know, hard work and appreciation and skill. And but, you know, you obviously and picked the it intricacies up. And, and all the like it comes down to such small details on how long I can hold my turn and how long before it blows out and all those little things that yeah. like only I can feel and, and decipher to a shaper that's done all the boards for me that have done that so he remembers yeah. everything he's done that made that happen or didn't make that happen and that's where in florida without mayhem i didn't have that and i was getting a few mayhems here and there and things yeah. were changing with the style of the kids surfing out here at t street and the 
influence and and well you always want to ride the the hottest shaper in that like area because it, you know they know the waves you know they know what kind of equipment's going to work in that kind of area you know whether you're you know in australia where it's a little bit punchier or, or j bay and it's like you know longer to find that upper edge for sure you know especially with but the it, pros i mean we, like, a good there's, shaper there's things that they do that help like you have DHD and a JS at Snapper, and it just helps. Right? <laughs> Somehow, it's just different. You know, you get out at J Bay on a Simon Anderson, and it's like, why is this thing so much better? <laughs> right? You've had a Simon. I've had some Simons. We had some I'd really good Kelly on YouTube. I still I have a Simon. 2014. I, I still have Dude, one. Dude, I watched the same video. Yeah, we watched that. Last night. Yeah, last night, same one. Yeah. Timmy Reyes. Yeah, yeah, Timmy is on yeah. there. I got one in my garage, and no joke, it's got glass on, and it's that thick. Hey, and so, it's so, so rock. So I knew this was going to happen, and it's happened. It's the first board with, with, whatever these things, fin systems. Yeah. Uh, every board, and there's no glass ons anymore that I rode, and I went, wow, I just lost twenty percent of my drive. power, my drive, my ability to hold rail in critical sections. Yeah. No one's going to be surfing on rail anymore, and now everyone's boards go. Fitink! Fitink! And they fold because, over. Because of the fin systems. Because of the lack of fin roping and the 90 degree angle at your fin base instead of a curved and angle. The, and the, yeah, the stability of the and flex at the bottom versus, yeah. you know, there's different oh, flex. Oh, could push so much harder and hold I so much better. I held with glass as long yeah. as possible. Yeah, yeah. I did too. I did foam, bo- bo- foam things and stack them nose tail and just yeah, so pray that, so you know. So he held out as long as possible. And, uh... You know, you throw it, maybe I do only half. After a while, okay, I'm going to bring, like, you know, yeah. four boards with fins and four without. And then yeah. it kind of got That's to what a I was point. Doing. I was doing yeah. that. Like, my backup boards will all be fin system boards. And I'll have my magics yeah. with, with glass-ons. Um, it's a trip. We, we were. you guys are, you know. We're the last that, that grew up on glass-ons. Yeah. Last generation. And in every shaper, we talked about Xanadu's template and stuff. And yeah. every shaper had their own template you yeah. know that went with their style of that, shapes that that worked you know um for for sure for their style of shapes yeah like you didn't go switch out fins yeah i mean it's it's cool but it's definitely different and you know we, yeah, i guess sharp eye was making those same boards then i had a sharp a couple sharp eyes in that same time frame yeah. was he shaping aloha boards before he did sharp eye no no he's always had sharp eye colors yeah. there you go it was yeah. always sharp eye. Yeah, I got a couple back in the nineties too that were sick. Incredible. Yeah. Just like same that's exactly the same as that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a lot of good shapers. There's a lot of good boards. So back in there we had so many options of good shapers that had an actual like kind of business. Just like there was all of those, you know, splits and countercultures and Yeah, yeah you companies. wrote for split too, right? Yeah. So yeah. there was there was a lot more options for pros to have a label behind them. Yeah. that's not there and Japan was going crazy and they were putting a lot of money into like boards and you and and D-Ball were on split at the same time yeah yeah and McCullough McCullough rest in peace I'm sorry yeah devastating but he went out and surfing yeah you know and it's it's just gnarly but um we uh we Made a final at J Bay together in a qualifier, and we got smoked. You got third, I got fourth, I think. Yeah, second. Did you get second? <laughs> I know you didn't win. Do you remember the way you got second? Yeah, I got second. Yeah. So I'm, I don't forget anything. In a, in a qualifier? Yeah. US two star. So 
at J-Bay. Yeah. So local boy who's got... Arms each, longer than me. Lo- two of the dudes... Arms longer than you? Oh, yeah. Two dudes that could paddle into anything, and it was and small, low tide. Inconsistent. And, and inconsistent, and, you know, they were on the two best waves. And he got three all the way down the point, and yeah. ran out after every one, and got on the inside and got the next one. Yeah. That's Running around, like, through the keel. Yeah, local guy. Yeah. Shane you did get second. Sorry. Yeah. sorry. <laughs> I knew. I just knew I got last. Yeah, Because yeah. I, I didn't. I got way. smoked. I got no way. Did you qualify for the the main contest? No, this was totally separate. It was before oh, okay. they like brought back the the contest. Okay. Okay. It was the Durban. Was it wasn't like a trials to get into the next? Okay. No, but it. They that did was it a couple years. Trip to J Bay, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. The first was like a weird. Freaking... The first year was like a bigger event. Then it went to a smaller event, and then it went back up to a big event. A small I remember one year it was pumping and I I was on a 6'4 Peter Daniels and I just remember it was so windy and getting so barreled <laughs> and having to grab the rail almost on every turn just so you could keep the board in the wave. Yeah. yeah. You know? It was gnarly. But um, were you... We did a, one of those uh, uh, safaris or whatever... I, you know, we did the every year we did the little safari park, but this one. I have a picture of Diva with a lion somewhere. We so we <laughs> nice. show up and they had this like baby <laughs> baby lion, which was not a baby lion. It was like a freaking two hundred pound yeah. cub, but yeah. they were like, "Hey, you know, I don't know if we could let you into the cage because he just dug a hole and ate a monkey or some yeah. other animal in the next cage, yeah. and he got his first taste of blood." And we went in there and we're like, dude, check out the paws. And it's yeah, ju- it's on our backs, like, like standing up, no, but like baby thing. And he started just, then he started biting. And the guy's like, hey, you got to get out. And we barely get out of the cage. And the guy was, he came out bloody. The, the trainer dude. The trainer got involved. Like, so, so we're all playing like, with this thing. Like it's ginger. I'm <laughs> yeah. not even kidding. No. And it's like almost as big as us. We're playing with it. Like, it was like so a big, cool. we're like, this teddy is a bear. giant yeah. teddy bear. Like yeah. it's like this. And the thing just turned and started getting like really excited it started Smell getting excited blood. and it just started getting excited like a dog would do like so yeah. it's playing slow then like oh wow wow yeah. wow and then as Wait soon as we I got out you guys. no no as soon as we got out the guy got mauled the trainer oh my like gosh. dude we like he yeah we were we just literally like minutes away from like getting yeah, no, I somewhere I saw that like a couple years ago when I was going through like I, I, I saw like D-Bon a lion on his head like it was like right here and I could like, take yeah. a picture these, mon- these, these monkeys with blue balls like no joke blue penises like bright blue like the freaking couch what are your numbers <laughs> yeah I didn't even know <laughs> and we were feeding I just remember I have a picture of Benji like trying to feed this giraffe and it's like got this purple black oh, tongue gosh, that's like yes, like I'm two feet giraffe. long and he's like smiling and I'm like He's going to get eaten alive. Because, <laughs> you know, it was pretty loose outside the line, you know, where no, the, where the lines were out. Like the one we were driving through the park and just, yeah. you, know, you know, it was, it was pretty fun. Like we did some fucking cool shit, you know? Oh gosh, you guys must have done. The world was free then. The world was free. <laughs> everywhere was. There was no law anywhere you well, went. Well, we, we talked about like, you guys were traveling VIPs. You know, like we rolled into town and it was like all you, the everyone right. traveling you know, surfers. Everything in town was geared towards a party for us. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, like, and most of us were on like the billboards and all the things coming to town this week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd go visit. And then posters would be on tables and you would sign them yeah. and everybody would be like, yeah. where do you want to go tonight? What do you want to do tonight? Well, we have VIP, VIP sections at every place. Those were the good old days, huh? 
It was so good. We were rock stars. <laughs> I, you guys were modern yeah. day. I went and visited. Well, they called it Studio Fifty Four. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember I would go like visit friends in like San Diego College or San, Santa Barbara. Like yeah, we're, you know we got these like frat parties or whatever. You know, keg, you know keggers, keggers and stuff. And I I'd show up and I'd just be like. This is not. We're like contests in Portugal in the parking lot. They had a rave with twenty thousand people there every night too. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that was at our last gig. <laughs> yeah. It's like I mean, it was fun because you know college experience or whatever. I'm like, man, we just. Have you ever seen rock food in the summer? Yeah. <laughs> huh. Gnarly. That looked fun. Dude. That looked like it'd be a lot of fun. Everywhere was a lot of fun. Yeah. But it was like totally harmless. Everybody's out. No vibes, no no Nobody issues. Nobody was ever fighting. Yeah. I never remember fights back then. Like, around all these countries and all these parties. No. There's never. South Africa had some bad ones. Yeah, that was only sketchy. You know, there were some sketchy spots, for, for sure. But I remember getting left in Australia at some club and have no money. I don't even remember where we're staying. I just remember it's like we drove like a half hour to get to this, like, party. And I'm, like, walking home and hitchhiking. And they're like, where are you at? And I'm like, I don't even know. I'm by, by the surf contest. We always felt pretty safe. Yeah. Yeah. The way the world was in, it felt safe. Yeah. So. And we were grums and kind of they, naive they a little bit, much. but you're also just having fun and, you know, you're not, you don't have a chip. You're not having like, you're not eggy or. We didn't have a phone to worry about. Dude. <laughs> no checking any, in. No checking in updates. I remember when Twitter first came on and we just were starting to get phones and everyone at the team manager level started telling their team writers that they have to sign up for Twitter and get an account going and make weekly posts and stuff. Whew. And that was the introduction of the digital world and the matrix into pro surfer life. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's about, it's, yeah, you're it's only, now it's only and... social media, digital life. There's no more print. There's no more reality of, of here's the hot ground human touch profile. Like, sucks. yeah. Yeah. I mean, the good thing is now we could, you know, do stuff like this, you know, in long format and, and have people, to, you know, places to listen to. And that's why we do the show. It's like, well, but, we're learning how to work within the system now, but you know, uh, reach it, people that are out there and, and interested. Yeah. yeah. And curious about getting out of the room and but, seeing the light of day. But we miss the surf shop culture, you know, miss, I miss the magazines and, you know, I miss the video, you know, the movies that would come out. And yeah. I mean, when they... There's it's, a lot of good things. There. It's yeah, a trip I, because there still is a surf shop culture, but not like the way it was, where yeah. it was a hangout in a clubhouse for... Well, I would come from Seal Beach to H2O to hang out with Vibe and learn about snowboarding. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, yeah, Vibe, H2O. Yeah, so, wait, surf shop that has snowboards? Like, like what? Yeah, this is yeah. so cool. And then, and but you'd literally stuff. hang out there all just day. Hang out. Just yeah. Hang out. Pop in the next video and just freaking. But you yeah, couldn't get hired at a surf shop unless you had street surf cred. Oh yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah, you yeah. couldn't just go like, oh, I'm filling out a big, they take uh -huh. your application. Yeah, sure. And yeah. then it was like, you had to be vetted. Yeah. Both, you know, in the water and on the streets. Like, okay, this is a, this is a homie. This is a good person or girl, whatever. Like yeah. you, now it's like, I go in and I'm like, do you guys even surf? Like, who are you? Like. <laughs> No, no, no. They Not started, everywhere. They, they were a pack, but you saw them. There was like four or five of them. One of them had a hardboard. The other four had soft tops. And then they went out in the water, and they, they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking about buying this board online. You know, it's used. <laughs> and then they're like, well, did you try your one friend that has a hardboards board yet? And, and that's like a typical conversation out in the water nowadays. Is yeah. You're trying to get those surfers that have all went out and bought that soft top yeah to now get their first hardboard and really start surfing 
Yeah. There's a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. We talk about like, you know, just the joy of standing up and gliding on a wave, but the white water is like one thing which you're talking about, soft tops, like going straight, maybe, you know, trying to get to the open face and then trimming on a real yeah. green, blue face wave. And it's just like catching that first wave way different line. going down the line is one of the most magical experiences of surfing. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, have you foiled or anything? You do all no, kinds no, of other no, water sports? No, no. Kite surf? Foil looks silly and, and, and dangerous. Dangerous, right? Really yeah, dangerous. Kite surfing looks like it's just way too many lines attached. And, and, and so, yeah, I'm like more of a purist. Yeah. Purist. Yeah, She's I'll, a purist. Yeah, I, I, I ride long boards most of the time when I'm goofing off. Like, you know, I've got like a bunch of soft tops with the kids to goof off when it's yeah. just it's horrible out. Or I mean, to get out the water. surf? Yeah, we're all, they're, they're, running a surf camp at home where, where they're you know they know more than anyone else about surfing and surviving out there than at the camp and, that's yeah, so they're rad all, they're all safe and, yeah, third third generation Lopez surfers yeah they're rad they, they love the beach and, are you guys close to your family at home yeah yeah Corey's everybody? right on the street Corey's down the street and your parents like everybody well, they come over all the time and they're still on the golf my parents and Maddie yeah and Ashley's down south and Stewart and She's got two kids now, so there's nice. There's a lot, a lot of you guys running around, taking over for it, and we all show up. It's it's mayhem. Yeah, it is. So, back to shaping. You you first started getting serious 2014. Yeah, I think that was about when I you know started making boards for myself, and and my daughter Lena was really into surfing at the time, and I was making all these little boards for her and. And Zoe was was hanging out with us, and she was super little. And and problem with them was their boards were too big, and they could paddle in and go straight on like those big boards, but they were ready to start turning, but they couldn't paddle in on small boards. But I would push them in, and I started making these tiny little like four sixes and stuff that they couldn't paddle, but I could push them in and they could turn, and that was really cool and fun yeah. little experiment. And then slowly it went into their four tens and four elevens that were like sixteen and a half, and and then I started playing on the computer and I scaled everything up to me and I made myself like a magic board first time and I got this like you know pride trip and thing and I was like, oh my god I made myself a magic board I thought this was impossible you made a magic board for yourself <laughs> yeah I was like ribbing I'm like oh my god I'm like, well I spent like two days shaping the thing too yeah it was like ridiculous what what, what just what a normal shortboard just. 6 0, 19, 2 and 3 eighths, 27 and a half liters, 4 and 3 quarters nose rocker, 2 and a quarter tail rocker, you know, some extra foil off the tail, a little more rounded rails, you know, on the fins so I can go more on, on rail and not pop out too early. Glass on fins or not? No. Just, you know, <laughs> yeah. Why don't you glass it on fins, bro? I've done a couple. I did one it's for re- Daniel Glenner like two years ago, and that's all I wrote for two years straight, and he broke it and he cursed. It's really hard to find like craftsmen that like can glass yeah. them on and stuff. You Randy know? Richenberg. So we have one guy that makes fins and does this, and Randy, he's you know nine thousand years old, but it's like a yeah. you know one of those trade skills that kind of have gone to the wasteland because yeah. there's not too many. I saw the trade skills have gone to the wasteland. Yeah. I can't. I, I would make more boards if I had more skilled laborers in my area. Yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's so. Um, you're into coaching too, right? Yeah, yeah. I've done camps and coaching and just hanging out with the kids and surfing with them and the families that are into it. It's been really, that's been the, my favorite thing to do. Yeah. 
well, you're paying it for like all your knowledge and stuff, but yet your kids are in it and other, you know, to help out other families. And, you know, you want that camaraderie, like that bonding, yeah. you know, and that. Well, I think back, so there's like, we began with nothing and all of us had to really pull together. And we've talked about all of us and the same people. We all did this, we all did that, we all did that, and we all went up. And then it kind of went, oh, and then everyone started like, I'm going up and I'm going up and I'm going up. Yeah. And now we're back full circle to where all these families and all these kids need to pull their resources. You don't have all the sponsorship dollars. Yep. And and get together. Take turns to, chaperoning to and teaching each teaching. other just like we did. Yeah. You know, you blew it in that heat. You need to wait more and, and just stay off that turn. They don't like that turn. Yeah, we we had a really good like everybody you know yeah you want to make heats and with your in heat but dude i remember like rapogo and galley you oh, every deep everybody's like on the jetty on the pier everybody's yeah. helping each other okay this is what's happening and like it was a really well, how lucky were we 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 had gallagher like right ahead of us right and and he was just the master he had it all figured out for everyone that was around and on his program but there wasn't this isolation me 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 like no. you all you know you everybody wanted to do well but for those that fell out, like you all got behind the guys that were still left. And we were all ready to all travel together. Sometimes it was, you know, seven of us, Deba, Timmy Kern, and you, yeah. all of us, you know, Gallagher, Rapogo in the house in one car. <laughs> no, you've made yeah. fucking shit happen. Yeah. Yeah. I know? traveled a lot with Pat and Rapogo the first year before you guys. It was like me, Pat, Rapogo, Gallagher. Like that was, and, and they, they taught me about more than just competing. It was life. Yeah. It was like, you know, how to survive on the road. Yeah. Being, you know, respectful, Which, smart, and just not, you know, trying to avoid drama. And the, we talk uh, about that a lot, how traveling to different countries and just traveling in general is such, it's a university in itself. You know, it like teaches you so much about yourself and kind of like how to handle problems, right? Like overcoming little adversities, you know? Yeah, we had... We had the ASP at the time before WSL, and it would be like, okay, here's the contest, here's a few places to stay, like, like, okay, travel agent, and you, you know, like you would, when you're at that particular town or place, you're taking notes on where everybody's staying, where everybody's eating, where's the best location, and then the next year you come back, you have like yeah. more depth the next of life. You come back, you stay at Mount Joy, and you're like, oh. Yeah, you're, five star meals every day cooked with you know yeah you're, you're, staff and you're taking it's like notes. twenty dollars a day you're like yeah. oh my gosh <laughs> we blew it we gotta stay there next time well you you're, oh, no. you're gonna blow it the first couple there was like years. a group of us that didn't tell anyone we're all from different places too it's like Australia <laughs> and they're, they're like we can all stay there <laughs> yeah make sure this place doesn't get blown out uh-huh. well, what do you mean I could have stayed beachfront for like an extra hundred bucks for the week what do you mean <laughs> like you know I'm three blocks back and the you know like yeah. you just start finding out and getting you know more resources and knowledge of like the area yeah you definitely couldn't just go on VRBO and start looking at 20 pictures no. and go oh two miles away from contest yeah. 3.8 miles away from contest yeah. like and I you know some places Yelp, you, Yelp reviews yeah like in you know like Portugal Eris area like no you go to this one place and and you look for the guy goggles. It's across from this restaurant. It's corner, and the guy owns like all these units. Like you go to him, and he's gonna hook you up. And no joke. This guy had glasses like an inch <laughs> thick, and they're With big, big, big goggle like looking bottle. You know, like we're like goggles. We call them goggles. Yeah, he's the coolest dude. Him and his wife, and they'd hook us up like putting you know all the. Guys, name was goggles. No, that's what we nicknamed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
And were, were you there when we, we ruined all the cars too and the ice plants and the dirt burnouts? Dorian and... Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think that was when Tupac got shot. And oh, he really? died. Yeah. We all took our 40 ounces and went on the bluff and trashed all of our rental cars. <laughs> In the street. Right? Yeah. Paid homage to Tupac? We did. Yes. Dorian yes. And, and everybody had like... The, we all had and hip-hop. Dorian were in charge of this. We all had hip, you know, hip-hop in our mixes along with all Dorian. of it. But we were like, we're going out to the... There was this giant dirt filled with ice plants and... We just started a celebration of life for we were just clock. we just started donating and trashing our cars. Stupid things. Yeah, we ruined our cars and somebody their car like just died and they had to get it towed. I made it back to where we were staying and called a car rental place and they came and brought me a new car like a day or two later. <laughs> Drove it out and replaced it because it was yeah we trashed cars. <laughs> Full insurance. <laughs> There were a lot of new uh, rules made after our business. You try not to put the, the, the coffin, the board bags on top of the car at the rental place because they knew you would, Smash you're strapping and you're dinning yeah. the roofs and we're trying to take it back and bang it. Dude. So you're not supposed to take, like in Europe, like there's a country every like other block and you go in a different country. Oh yeah, yeah. And so you're not supposed to take them from country to country. And then they end up going to other countries and then getting left in other countries. And just the rent a car thing. Yeah. yeah. No. So bad. So many. I mean, there's like you know a million different like stories of car rental. Like just because that's part of traveling, and you know, shit, man, shit goes wrong, and you're you, you got a rental car. It's like you kind of abuse you're, it. You're flipped on the dirt path down to Budgie. <laughs> yeah, dude. A lot of sketchy. I hit yeah, a kangaroo on West Side. Solomon flipped our. Remember when we flipped the car on the yeah. way down to left handers or something? Le- uh, With Donnie Solomon driving. Yeah. We went right up to the left and. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. It like, so it was like ice. It was like dirt in the morning and these little streets. You got to go and check every one in West Oz. But they have like no the, shoulders. Yeah, like and it just goes like, down into soft like clay. And so you like start sliding off it and then you go off. <laughs> we're like upside down and like dirt oh gosh get full insurance every time did you flip it back over or no yeah yeah we got so we waved a bunch of people coming down next and so there was like 15 of us oh and we flipped it up over yeah dude we used to have razors in West Oz we'd rent <laughs> these houses in the middle of nowhere no, no. on that ranch and it would be like the we'd... first year the car park the, no the, the RV park the RV we all, park we was all good. with the Santa Cruz guys and Barney and all well that. see that's the thing is like you start yeah. First few years, you're like, okay, close, easy, right here. Then you're like, you know what? Like, wait, what do you mean you could rent like a six bedroom house like a mile up the road and not have anybody bother yeah. you? But the first years when we were all in the little RV park <laughs> at Margaret River and like, like Rufo, Rat Boy, Barney, all these guys were all in like, there's one, there's like six of them. And then there's like all of us, like six of us in one little, and there's like two bunk bed setups in a bathroom. And like, and we're like talking about an RV that's like 12 by Six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just need to put. I just need a, a bed to sleep on. I need. And just everybody raging this RV park every night. And the Australians never stop drinking and partying in that RV park. <laughs> Sounds like a blast. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was really fun. But there was cool shit, you know. And like, that was at Margaret River. Yeah. Yeah. It was a blast for everyone except the people still trying to compete. Yeah. Because once you're out, it turned into just this yeah. craziness, and all the people trying to compete are like. Oh, I'm still competing. 
<laughs> yeah, that's why I go two weeks earlier, stay two weeks late. And I'm like, okay, if I could just peel off a photo, you know, <laughs> out of this, and then I'm like, made, made the, the trip worthwhile. But like Margaret's was a good event because of the, I mean, the wave quality yeah, on that we coast. Up every morning, and just chased waves. Like you were, we were hungry for waves because it was literally the. But it's also a place that you don't really surf after twelve. So then from twelve to bedtime was bad. Yeah. Twelve noon to bedtime on West Oz was. Sharks are just blown out. Oh, blown out. Yeah. So you get up in the morning. Crazy waves. Crazy yeah. Waves. But it was like one of those things where you know, you're psyched every morning every because morning like, in the dark. is the box breaking is gas bay breaking is north point or you're going down to the womb is the womb Ooh. like where is different dirt roads that are like 20 minutes off the main road you gotta decide which one yeah. yeah okay it's before this town you know or this road turn left fork right you know it's like that no gps at the time it's, and if yeah. you didn't have a four by you're screwed because yeah. everything is like four by there yeah. yeah, it's doing fine. Also, it just goes soft. Oh, I'm dead. Yeah. Or it just goes into big boulders and this. And... But, yeah, a lot of good trips, man. I swear. We had, you know. I tell kids today and parents today, I'm like, what, you know, like when I help and put them on a path to surfing and a lot of these people are get new to surfing and and they're all like talk about the contest and this. And then, you know, the, the ability to travel is, is so underappreciated. And that's what all of us, whether Jay made top 16 or not ever, no, he, he was right there, traveling. Yeah. Right there. Right there. It's all the same stories. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I mean... And more. Well, the, a lot of the QSs... Out, lost more. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. And a lot of the QSs were in, like, pretty crappy waves. So it's like, once I kind of wasn't full board on the QS, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go where the CT events were, you know? Because there was still a lot of you know fun to be had in there and good waves and there there usually was a qs close by or whatever like j bay we talked about it did turn into a ct event but there was still the reunion contest and then there was like the durbin contest so you'd go early or late whenever j bay contest fell and i'm like well i'm gonna go surf j bay and watch the best of the best surf and watch my friends and it's cheap and we're i'm, I'm not why would i not be here why would i not be there? you know yeah, like yeah. that was kind of like yeah. I, you knew me i was like why would I want to be home? So, so back then, like, plus the way our, our mentality was, what we're talking about, is we gravitated towards fun events, fun locations, fun things where our friends were going to be at. Yeah. And we just and, and we created a vibe and a, and a fun thing that, that to this day, we're like, I'm glad I did that. Yeah. Instead of, I had the chance to do this or do that. God, that really sucked. <laughs> yeah. Staying home and not doing anything. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, why did I choose that? I'm yeah. Just, I'm doing that now. And the biggest bummer I feel like right now is, you know, sleep when you're dead. Exactly. <laughs> that that blue collar middle class like surfer that used to have a chance to kind of like make some money, save some money, and some of you know, and and make their way around is kind of like gone. You know, it's yeah. like self finance with rich parents, or you know, uh, you're, you're the marquee athlete, and you know that middle buffer is kind of like squeezed. You know? Yeah, no, that that's turned into that guy now has a job because nobody had a job that surfed back in the day. No, like, nobody that that was. I worked at Servant Sport in high school, but yeah, after yeah, but no, once no. you turn pro, anybody that was pro, they just didn't have a job. No, but now you you you're like a top level pro, and you're self financing your surf trips to coincide with an event if you have aspirations of becoming Challenger Series potential, or just 
go on surf trips work and go on surf trips yeah surf with your friends and and create that scene and vibe that you're gonna remember when you get older yeah traveling and yeah hanging out with your bros i mean that's what we talk about i'm, I'm bringing up yeah. waves and stuff but what are, what are we what are we talking about we're talking about yeah. the parties and nights the, the sleep outs the barbecues going the to the, the you know yeah. the, the every one of them from, from when you know maddie lou in, in in hawaii to then you know one later when i met jason magalinas and he's like you gotta hear this band we're at diamond head usf championships and jason's like putting on i just got it and you, you look at that you got a cool you know sound system i want to put this in he's like in my car putting on guns and roses a tape in my you know car in Hawaii and I'm like who is this guy <laughs> gosh yeah. so random. and he's one of my lifelong friends yeah yeah like 14 so epic yeah yeah well we gotta wrap up in a minute I got I got family obligations but yeah nobody um, can listen to us this long for sure yeah. <laughs> but we talk for days. I mean we just scratched the surface I mean we're you know this is like you know something we gotta come back well, I'll be back. Get us open. I'll be back. I'm always jumping back and forth. Yeah. So, doing some fishing, doing some shaping. Yeah. Playing. Surf camp. Surfing. Doing everything Being a dad. I want to do. Anything you I want to promote? No. Living the dream. Living like, the dream. Instantly. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a decision. You like can either be slogging around or create a vision and follow it. Awesome, dude. Yeah. yeah. Well, congrats. Long time. Shaybird. Felt like yesterday. We were just, you know, yeah, living the dream. Still is yesterday. Yeah, I know, right? It still is. Uh, but no, thanks for your time, and let's definitely, you know, keep in touch yeah. and try to. You guys are awesome. Yeah, anytime. Hang out again. This was fun. Quick you plug. Know? Thanks, yeah. Earthpack. Thanks, thanks Strider. Thanks, this stuff's Strider, good. I've never sunscreen. actually purchased any sunscreen before. I'm Bonsai Bowl, Joe Bard. Thank you. But if this works for Strider in the water, as long as I see he's in the water and he hasn't like succumbed to melting. Yes. <laughs> Melting. This is the one. That's the one. Huh. Well, awesome. Thank you, Thank you. Bonsai Bowls. Hands down the best bowls, period. Seven locations. Two in Hawaii, five in Southern California. Bonsai Bowls. Go get some. Caliente Southwest Grill. Clean, healthy Mexican food. Everything is made fresh daily using produce from local farms. Their salsa, their dressing, and even their marinades are made from fresh produce in-house, so almost all of the menu is naturally gluten-free and extremely clean. Family-owned, showing local love for 22 years. Check out their website, calientesouthwest.com, for all your party pack and catering needs. You could also call them at 949-515-0909, calientesouthwest.com. Ashland Hard Seltzer, made from all natural ingredients. No sugar, zero carbs, gluten-free. Great taste and guilt-free good times. Ashland Hard Seltzer. Shade Sunscreen, the best sunscreen for all surfers. Shade Sunscreen, it's been around since the sun. Shade, Shade. Sunscreen. Clearweather is a family-owned footwear brand started by our friends Josh and Brandon Brubaker. They are driven to create their own path in the corporate sneaker world. Less corporate, more independent. Clearweather. Clearweatherbrand.com. Fuwax is the best, ickiest, stickiest wax in the game. Fuwax. Late Night with Chalky is supported by Inherent Bummer. Surf entertainment, thoughtful writing, surf videos, music, and fresh hell for the core surf community. Remember, 
it's not the end of the world. Subscribe and check it all out at InherentBummer.com. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please give us a five-star rating and spread the word. Special thanks to our good friends, James Williams for our awesome artwork and Justin Reynolds for the amazing music.